0: You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue.
1: New chapter this morning
0: in the battle against Ebola. (laughs) Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet.
1: (laughs) But then you've got the uh, harmonica with (laughs) the... Mm-hmm. But then that could Ooh. be like a Theremin type I was sound. Say. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it would totally work, Ooh. but. You just gotta
2: open your mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> learn to play the goddamn Theremin. Dude, I gotta find out a really creepy way to do this fucking Jefferson theme, man. <sighs>
1: Something good for ya. Alright everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For Ya podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give ya. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting beside me is the one and only Cap Nunn. Hey, how you doing? And joining us is the executive producer of the cryptic conspiracy cult and the couch bro chris morrison i am all that is podcasting (laughs) (laughs) i am joe rogan alex jones you are the (laughs) human podcast
2: Uh, this this podcast continues to kill and kill again this will be the fourth fucking channel i'll be on
1: (laughs) (laughs) no seriously man you've taken this and ran with it might as well Might as well, I got nothing else to do. But no, well, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, though. It's giving yeah. you an outlet to at least do something creative, and plus, you're yeah. always gonna have it.
3: Yeah, you know, Mikey said I should do stand up. I was like, I'm not, I'm not built for that. You why don't not? think so?
1: You don't think you, Why do you not think you're the built first heckler? For it? I'm gonna beat the shit out of <laughs> you. wouldn't be able to handle the hecklers. Oh no,
3: I will with my hands. <laughs>
1: no, without getting physical, just with your mouth.
3: Nah, you don't have a solid five. <laughs> nah, people, 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 just people just run their mouth too much.
2: It's time to start shutting that shit down, like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I saw that at a uh, Dave Tal set before, where like uh, this girl was like just talking in front of him during his. And He just spoke like fucking pack in front of her, just the snake in her face. He's <laughs> like he's trying to do a bit about dolphins. He goes like, uh, "Hey, hey, ladies, you like dolphins, right? Yeah, you ever ride on the backup one? Yeah, you gotta remember to shave because they get ticklish." And that was his like you know <laughs> shut the fuck up comment. <laughs> Not like some of the new comics because they are
3: they are very uh, personable with the crowd a lot of the uh, new co- new comedians mm-hmm. and it, uh, that seems like the new version of stand-up is just like ripping on the crowd a little bit but like in an easy way because yeah, a lot of them are very vocal in the crowd nowadays because there's a lot of crowd work but that's pretty much all I see now when it comes to well, stand-up. Well, you're also seeing like the YouTube shorts and stuff like that because
1: yeah, like, I, I, I know the videos you're seeing that pops up on my algorithms but, like, too.
3: But like your bigger guys like your Bill Burrs and stuff like that you'll, they still like look into the crowd every now and then do some weird crowd work especially the one uh, it was, like uh, comedian who like a guy in a wheelchair kind of showed up kinda of late and he's like, Really? <laughs> he's I like, How C. you Lewis? doing, brother? And the guy in the wheelchair is like, I've been better and he's like, God damn it, and I can't even write that better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just going to quit the show this is the, this is the
3: highlight of the show everyone enjoy.
1: well uh, actually on that note uh, one of my new co-workers uh, he's hard of hearing and he's got hearing aids and uh, earlier this week uh, there was like some sort of ruckus going on in the warehouse and my, our manager came over and he was just like what is going on out there with all that screaming and laughing and hollering? Who the fuck's fucking off back there? And I was like, I don't know. I said, I'm not paying attention. Well, at about that time he runs the corner and he runs into my coworker that has the hearing aids. And I hear him asking him, he goes, what's going on out there? He's like, what? He goes, all that yelling and screaming he goes, "You know I can't hear shit." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here like sitting at my nice. desk and I'm just like facepalming. I'm like, "Oh my god, kid, you're fucking great." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just on it with the fucking yeah. joke.
3: <laughs> yeah, I worked with a partially deaf person before and they actually ended up losing all their hearing, but it was just hilarious them trying to learn sign while they're doing it
4: mm-hmm.
3: because there's a lot of deaf people in the dialysis community. Yeah. And he was getting fucking frustrated in like I knew he couldn't hear me, Mm -hmm. but he was trying to sign what he wanted to drink. And there's certain signs for, you know, like if you want a Pepsi, you take your two fingers and go across your face like this. Okay. That's Pepsi. Like the pepsi logo okay, okay. but got coke it. is you take two fingers and you put it at the crook of your arm and go like this <laughs> no that shit. is that is like complete, shoot like you're shooting yeah, heroin yeah like, like, a, like a gun motion into the crook of your arm that's the coca-cola but that's coca-cola not cola that is fucking coca-cola yeah. but like he was trying to learn the stuff and i had learned enough to start a conversation and end a conversation but everything in between i'm kind of going blind and he was just getting so frustrated trying to learn it because he had a person in front of him trying to do it. And she mm-hmm. was deaf. She was straight up fucking deaf. Yeah. And I'm just like laughing the whole time. Trying not to fall asleep. And I'm just like, stop stuttering. Because <laughs> 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 he's just like throwing his fingers against his hands. <laughs> stop stuttering. <laughs> stuttering. <laughs> but you guys know my history with the deaf
1: people. I about
3: shot ones. So. <laughs>
1: well... Oh well, that just sounds bad if you just leave it like that. A friend of
3: ours—I think I've told this story a bunch of times already. Anyway. But
1: again, we always have new listeners. Okay. So if you just end the For story the like listeners. that. You sound horrible. For the new
3: listeners, we had a friend we called Deaf Mike. He didn't mind because he never heard of the fucking saying. So, <laughs> so one night I'm in my apartment at three thirty-four in the fucking morning. The power had went out in town, so our apartment was pitch black. It's pouring down fucking rain. I get a like that. Like it's a fucking cop. Yeah. And the cop stayed at my house. So no. I pulled a fucking gun and went downstairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I put the fucking gun to the jam, put my foot to the door, and I'm really just bust out. Yeah. Because I'm yelling through the door. Who is it? Mm-hmm. No one's answering. Who the fuck is it? No one's answering. I looked at the peephole, and it's a bearded guy. looks like the fucking lead singer of Five Finger Death Punch. But like, <laughs> longer beard, bald head, and a poncho... Keep in mind, it was like 3.34 in the morning, yeah. pouring down rain. And I I decided not to pull the fucking trigger. So I <laughs> slowly opened the door, but I got it like this. close to my fucking uh, shoulder. Yeah. And it's Def Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Def Mike used to carry two cell phones. One for actually texting and one, uh, the slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, uh, the flip slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he used that to text and talk to people. That's what he used. That's it, was, cool. it, it was convenient. Yeah. And he was looking for my roommate. Osborne. Yeah. And I'm like, man, he ain't here. Do you come inside, man? It's fucking pouring down. He drove a moped. Yeah. And I'm just, just like, come inside, dude. You know, all this. And I point out the couch. I'm like, doing the sleep motion. I'm just like, come on in, relax. Mm-hmm. He says, no. I'm like, okay, good. And then like days later, I saw him in the bar with two other deaf guys. And I was like, and I, I got on my phone or a computer one I think it was a computer and learned how to say hey I almost shot you in sign <laughs> right <laughs> and like he starts laughing and like he, he starts typing on his phone he's like oh shit man yeah I'm sorry I, I didn't realize what time it was you know just like yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. the whole fucking town was black <laughs> I'm just like
1: yeah don't do that yeah <laughs> but yeah i know the story and that's why i said you're going i was like if you just ended with i almost shot a deaf guy all of a sudden all everyone just the 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 thumbs start moving and i'm like i almost shot a
3: uh, nascar truck driver one time no shit one of the the racing truck drivers yeah uh, the truck racers i almost shot them no shit it was a friend my my roommate's buddy walked into my house while i was on the couch Mm -hmm. and didn't just walked in, like I don't know him from Adam, dude. I just don't fucking know him. Yeah, and he's just walking in to my apartment, and I just bought a handgun, and it's on the fucking coffee table. I'm sitting here reading a book. It's right here. Yeah, and I just cleaned a motherfucker, and it's got one round in it. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs>
2: so you can't just be walking up in here like you're fucking but Kramer.
3: Like, <laughs> but he was on the phone with my roommate who had left the key or something under the mat oh. and he had let himself in didn't realize the large white guy on the couch with a gun <laughs> and he's like oh shit man you know your boy's got a fucking gun pointed at me yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, maybe you should walk the fuck out and knock. So, yeah. so that's
2: trespassing. <laughs> but he was a truck, uh, NASCAR, NASCAR truck, truck driver, truck, truck yeah. racer. Yeah, that's the only time I ever went to a NASCAR race was during one of the lame. with the truck races. It was fun though. I like going to. I want to go to a proper race at some point. I shot him again one time.
1: <laughs> I was trying to move on. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I shot him. On, he said I couldn't reach to my gun fast enough. Apparently, he, <laughs> apparently, the motherfucker didn't uh, learn from that experience. You, you would think if someone's pointing a loaded gun at you. You'd Shut the fuck up! Right. <laughs> what What are your thoughts on speaking about pointing guns at people? What are your thoughts on fucking Jerry Lee Lewis? <laughs> what a badass man! He would American
1: about
3: badass. Rest in peace. And we have killed again. Yes. This yeah, is this that's this what The cap was
1: leading into we, earlier. We killed the killer.
3: <laughs> God damn! It's like it, it's getting kind of weird now. I, I understand the circumstance, but. Coincidence is a bitch in half with yeah. our
2: fucking podcasts. <laughs> we, we talked about that, uh, about him with Russ, and Russ has a, a whole thing about him on his uh, Facebook page. But, uh, yeah, you know, Russ, read that? Uh, I from, read that.
1: yeah, Russ Ward from No Time to Turn, um, hit on his Facebook, he's got this pretty decent, uh, tribute to Jerry Lee. And, um, the video,
2: the video's sick. I rewatched that last night.
1: The video's fucking awesome. Where
2: he's like taking off his jacket, jumping yeah, on
1: the piano, that's that like, one. Check out my dick. <much>. Not well, it's even just, the it's p- like p- p- the pure personification of rock and roll. Yeah, it, it just, was just pure, total. No one else was doing that shit. Just I loved, energy I at I loved that, that level. I love reading the stories
3: about him and Elvis and Johnny Cash and all them doing their fucking travels and tours. Mm-hmm. And like Elvis accidentally blew up a fucking tree with Johnny Cash because <laughs> they put like a homemade bomb in a tree. And Jerry Lee's just standing back. Like, what the fuck y'all doing? Yeah, and like it's just like y'all are fucking idiots. And then they blew a whole fucking branch off. Yeah. And the thing is,
1: is out of all those, he was the longest survivor.
2: Yeah, yeah. last man standing. If you. Yeah. Read uh, Johnny Cash's book. He talks about how uh, Jerry Lee would, you know, be a fucking maniac on the road. But would like yeah. quote Bible verses verbatim. Yeah. You know, he was that guy. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, was it uh, uh, Run
3: DMC, uh, Rev Run. He would do that shit. Mm-hmm. He'd quote Bible verses, but be thug as fuck outside the bus. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no Jerry Lee was fucking.
3: Oh man, he was he was the man. And like you don't see a lot of this. And you know we are we are coming across that time where those guys are getting knocked off. But yeah, they about- still they they you know. They, they, they leave a whole legacy behind that people build off of and just like Little Richard and James Brown and all them, they, they left a legacy
2: behind for other guys. And that's that literally the end of that era. Yeah. We're coming up on like roughly 30 years away from, the, from it being 100 Years apart from that
1: point in pop culture of like yeah. the Sun studio sessions, <laughs> no, where the, the members
2: of Fleetwood Mac will be next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and the and the kind of you know sad thing is is you know and we've definitely not even touched on it on the show, but it's like even the members of Kiss, you know, it's like you, you got to think about where they stand. With their age, they're all in oh, their 70s, when you get to 70s and
3: 80s. You think you guys be interested in a pool on no? that? <laughs> uh, nah,
1: not really. That's a, that, uh, there's a lot of bands I'll do that with. Kiss is too close to my heart, man. I can't gamble with that. I
3: can't mess around with that That got brought one. up at my work uh Friday. Really? Kiss and because uh, uh, there was like uh, one of the guys, his mom works there, mm-hmm. and he was going to Spirit Halloween to get a costume. And she's like, "Don't spend a f- stupid fucking butt of money on costume that you're only wear once." She's like, "Dress like one of them rockers, you know, with the face paint."
4: Yeah, and you mean kiss? <laughs> yeah, she's
3: like, she was trying to say kiss, but she couldn't figure it, remember what it was called. Right. I'm just like King Diamond. King Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you going to have dressed like one of the guys from King Diamond? And like the guy, the kid who's only like 27 years old, mm-hmm. maybe like 19. He's like. He knew King Diamond. I'm right. just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you out of your Halloween costume, Grandma. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, Peter Chris is fucking seventy six years old. Yeah. So he's Yeah, know, and he's the oldest of the group. So yeah. it's like they're
1: they're in their late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. So. Paul
2: McCartney and Ringo are like eighty or like, you know, just over eighty. Those British motherfuckers live a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: So, no, so it's like it's slowly coming up on that era of like the music because it's like, unfortunately, outside of maybe Johnny Cash, you know, that era of the Jerry Lee and, um, what was he um, Elvis? Carl Elvis. Perkins? It, yeah, it, and Elvis never really clicked with me too much. I never really listened to much Carl Perkins. So it's like I have a huge appreciation for that era, and when I hear it, I like it. But I never did like my own personal deep that dive was, into that. that. that that's it, what I more or less mean it's, by it's it. It's weird, like Elvis is you know everybody
2: gets too much elvis in their life yeah it's because he part. died it's because he died people like well carl perkins did too but like you know he's not but this, he's, he's not to, celebrated you, as much you think as the about, other you three. think about these guys when they're on
3: stage for the first time you know television starting to get big and you got to see this shit all over the country at once same as a live audience that is the age of showmanship mm-hmm. all these other guys were doing it you know back in the day but you had to be there mm-hmm. they would tell stories it's like Nah, this cracker on his piano man he could really fucking rock yeah <laughs> and then you watch it and you're just like what the fuck he can do that And like you got younger people watching like i can do that i can do that that's the shit man yeah and like it, it and i think it works out with them because it was like people like little richard and james brown along with it mm-hmm. there was kind of like an unspoken agreement that this is what both sides could do right so like a black artist and white artists could do different things and you could downplay the black artists because you wanted to keep them out of the
2: circuit a little bit. That was the Chitlin' Circuit, yeah, and stuff and like that. that.
3: And like Elvis did that shit. Jerry Lee yeah. Lewis came out of that shit. They all did that same circuit, but they were able to get out because they're white. Because they want to,
2: they that that's going to sail. Right. That was the whole '50s Sun Records thing, where it's like we're going to do what uh, James Brown, and Little Richard do it. There's a great do, there's, but Put this pretty white boy on the album cover named yeah. uh, Aaron Elvis Presley. There's a there's a great uh, documentary about a guy. Um, no one knew what he
3: looked like in person, except for the people that played close to him. I think it's not; it was a black artist. I can't remember his name, but he appeared on television, and you could see the faces of some of the people in the audience of just like being disgusted that they liked the music this motherfucker was making. <laughs> wow! So, like, if you think about that, it's the age of showmanship because now it's a video it's a, like a video spectrum too instead of audio and like it's quality music but like it adds to the experience of a live
1: show and like kiss does that same shit well yeah and that's what I was kind of getting at it's like so it's like that era of music i have a much appreciation for and i like the music when i hear it i never did a deep dive but we're kind of coming up on that era of music in which I was doing the deep dives on that, like they're you all know,
2: aging it, out. It's like
1: people talk shit about the Beatles all day long. It's like you know, they, they're still a very important part of the music zeitgeist, and it's like you know, those last two are gonna bite it soon. You know, our our favorite band, all the original members have held on for this long, but you know, all four are really getting up in age, and it's a miracle that someone like Ace Fraley has lived as long as he has. Because like when you're a kid, you put these guys on pedestals like they're gonna- Gonna
2: like you know live forever, but then Lemmy from Motorhead dies. You're like, God damn it! And then Bowie dies, (laughs) and then David that that year kind of that would be more surprising
3: than any all the other deaths. David Bowie, because he was so young still. But like not just that, he was still active. That's one thing about some of these artists. I don't don't, you know when they stop, that's when they die. Yeah. Johnny Cash had played all the way up to
1: almost his death. Cause yeah, he. I think he died because his wife died. Right, he did. I, I have, I have so, I have believed that so, from day one because he was always a lover, a romantic. He loved yeah. that woman with all his heart. He wasn't jam- jamming pills anymore. So like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, as soon as she was gone, I honestly feel like he had that little mental thing of just like, well, I've done my music stuff. Yeah, but that goes with. I like, want to be with my girl. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I know about my afterlife. Would, he just
3: kind of checked out. I would argue that's why. A lot of the members of Kiss are alive because they're still going in yeah. some form or fashion. Like Kiss Cruises especially. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still playing. They're still going to these like conventions and stuff. Aerosmith, the same fucking thing. Yeah. They need to stop, but if they stop,
2: they die. <laughs> but we yeah, talk about this on the still, Kiss Podcast. It's like, why do they still do it? They don't need to they'll but, die. You know, <laughs> we're like, what else are they gonna do? You know?
3: Open up a face makeup shop. <laughs> I create a line of product that gets that shit off your face. <laughs> <laughs> Going to partner
1: with King Diamond. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I guess it, all the stuff's kind of come in weird waves because we had a lot of the uh, 80s and 90s heroes die, but that was more or less drug stuff. Yeah, he's caught just, up with those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, now we're just reaching the time point of our 70s, folks that were able to stick around are eventually just going to be plucked off mm-hmm. due to age. Yeah, It's like the age circuit is coming around. The, the drug cycle has already cleaned up like most of them. It's like
2: when your parents are like, all right, all right, son, let me tell you about deaths. It's kind of yeah. like, like one of those deals where we got to talk about these aging rockers yeah, that we I love.
1: <laughs> I, and I, honestly, what Cap was saying, those two deaths of Lemmy and Bowie is what really kind of yeah. knocked my ass into, oh, shit, um, this is coming on <laughs> A lot sooner than I was expecting. Yeah. I would expect expected Bowie to be like the Jimmy Carter of fucking glam rock. Like this is for for real.
3: real. <laughs> Live forever. And like that you know, that guy's still working. He's ninety eight years old.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Oldest living American man to
2: be a president. And well, like well, that's it, fucking wild. Well it makes sense. Still doing it too. Sorry, I didn't mean. Yeah, yeah I know. That. Well,
1: I was gonna say, yeah, William Nelson's a great example too. I think they're just all leading into what Chris was saying. You stop moving, you die. Yeah. All definitely. of these people have stayed not only mentally active but physically active. Yeah. So as long as the body's working and you keep the body in shape and you keep eating well, so the mind stays in shape. Because yeah. the older you get, the more you have to supplement your diet with more nutritional stuff to make sure your brain stays and active. That's another
3: thing. The eating well, like you hear, you like hear people like, oh no, you know, just. It's about repetition and stuff like that because you get to some people that are like that woman out in Texas who's like 108 years old. She's like, "Well, what do you do to stay young?" She's like, "I drink Dr Pepper." Yeah, and I'm just like, "What?" You drink Dr. Pepper? That is so fucking bad for you. Like, stop doing that. I'm just like, never mind. Never you, mind. That's the fucking cure-all. You hear,
2: the, you hear the stories like that. Like the woman a yeah. Like, the woman that smokes cigarettes every day, and it's like yeah. 110 or whatever. But, like, there was a woman when I was in uh, a senior year of high school. Uh, she lived in North Carolina. She lived to be a
3: 109. And then, like, what'd she do? She's like, ever since she was 12 years old, she'd take a shot of whiskey. Every day, like clockwork. Just take a shot. She didn't drink too much. But,
1: ever since she was, like, 12, she just... Or like knock one back. Well, back. the thing is, is probably her body got accustomed to it, yeah. much like the Dr. Pepper lady and the chick that was like 105 years old and still smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. Their body got accustomed yeah. to it, much like um, okay. When I was younger, uh, I was especially my entire family. We were massively overweight, and it wasn't just like oh, we we kind of ate bad. No, it was like box macaroni and cheese every night yeah. and that kind of shit. Like we ate like garbage. So eventually like mom and I were just like, hey, both of us want to lose weight. We want that Atkins diet, and we completely hardcore cut out sugar. I mean, looked at packaging and like, even if ham had like near the very bottom of the list, modified cornstarch, we were like, nope not getting it. Even if it didn't show up on the index, we were just like, it's in there, we're not exposing our bodies to it. So we completely cut out sugar for years to the point where when I was a young teen and I moved back to Charlotte when I was 18, I slowly started incorporating some of that stuff back into my diet. And sugar to this day still affects me really weird. So my body just got accustomed to not having sugar especially in certain forms so i think it honestly is it's just you can tr- completely reorganize your body to accept and not accept things there's also a theory rolling around called the
3: churchill gene which is a, a, a small group of people have this gene to where uh processed things do not affect them on a like i'm mean, like your level they call it churchill gene because churchill Winston Churchill was a monster of a human being he drank and smoked and fucked his way all the way to the grave and like he lived to be a very old man who right. fought in World War 2 and led in World War 1 or World War 1 so like this guy had something I'm just like I think I think Jimmy Carter's doing cocaine or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and eating like a handful of peanuts, peanuts and drinking <laughs> a coke that motherfucker <laughs> hey man, that motherfucker maybe
1: his peanuts and Coca-Cola yeah
3: that's probably it man I mean Willie Nelson's 89 years old smoking I, I weed would, every day I and- would not be surprised if Jimmy Carter died and his wife's like we fucked every day And I'm just like That's the secret to life. That's the that's the secret to life and tell Garth Brooks to get the fuck back to work.
1: You need something to do, <laughs> Garth. <laughs> hey, seriously, maybe that is the secret to life. That's why Gene and Paul are still thriving. You yeah. know, you know their ladies are. But they didn't have a they them. didn't have a
3: hardcore drug pass, did they? Like Molly nah. Crew or, no, like or ACDC no. is a perfect example. Those motherfuckers have clean living yeah. throughout. And like seeing those interviews with Angus and Malcolm Young, yeah, just, just sipping tea, with, just sipping and just like, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: we, they, we were at, we were in Barcelona in 1972. Yeah, and like, uh, and they we, remember we, everything. I mean, every fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, they drank and smoked like any other kid did in Australia yeah, back in the day yeah but, but there wasn't know, like hard shit like, just, yeah, yeah. Don't I don't think they Nikki, ever did that
3: line like your, Peter your, and Ace yeah, <laughs> yeah. like your
2: Nikki Sixes and shit
3: right yeah,
2: yeah they never had that
1: phase <laughs> yeah they never had a, a woman blow their fucking brains out either <laughs> Well, actually, uh, talking about Motley Crue, uh, <laughs> there, there's been some news that's happened with that. Uh, so there, John Mayer's playing for him or something. I yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> I heard John Mayer's playing with.
3: He's a great fucking guitarist. So I bet he can hit every fucking lick. <laughs> it's the cleanest they've ever sounded. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's The cleanest they've ever
1: fucking sounded. No, Mick Mars is uh, retiring. Thank he's God. He's <laughs> not. He's not fired. He didn't get you know released, but he is willingly retiring, at least from Motley Crue. Well, thank God because. Cause that dude's had like the
2: spinal condition since like day one that he can't you know stand leans, up straight he has over. to lean over he can't yeah. move his neck you know I'm surprised he's able to play the guitar as well as he is I was watching him in a video a buddy might have a video cassette we were watching him just like what's wrong
3: with that guy and I'm like my buddy's like oh he's fine Okay, he's I'm just, fine I'm like, he looks rough I forget what he was playing I think he was uh, feeling he was like a feeling or something on a band I'm just like that guy needs to fucking stop or sit in a chair or something like that guy looks like he's sick <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> and, not okay no and, like I get see, him some milk and I'm just like I would see some other stuff I was like put a rod in his
1: fucking back already for fuck's sake prop him up like a puppet like, <laughs> no I felt bad for Mick for years and it's like and he's a great guitarist but it's yeah. like, but it's like uh, even last night we were recording episode of uh, No Time to Turn and we were into the era in which that I saw my first Kiss show, but it was the Kiss Motley Crew Tour. And our and we didn't talk about the Motley show at all on that mm-hmm. one because there was no need, but like I remember during the Motley set, um, like looking at Mick and like it not being because it's one thing to watch a YouTube video. It's one thing to watch a live stream from a festival with like multiple camera angles and it's jumping you around. Yeah. When you're standing there in one position looking at a stage and the only thing that's different is you can eventually avert your eyes and kind of disassociate and just watch the screen the whole time or you can look at the stage and just see Mick just standing there hunched over he's playing fine but like he is not moving at all like he'll maybe kind of walk forward a little bit and then like two minutes later kind of step backward a little bit like very very little movement like maybe some head bobbing during certain spots and I'm just like poor guy and yeah. it's like you know Vince he may be you know like 50-60 pounds overweight but at least he's like you know bouncing around the stage still he's at least being active Nikki Six is being active Tommy Lee is you know still a spider monkey so it's like you know all those Sometimes guys are the
3: another drummer's playing
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I fucking broke my
0: I'm
3: not ribs. going anywhere and then he walks off stage you're like where the fuck are you
2: going <laughs> oh yeah I'm 60 years
1: old and can't do this shit anymore yeah. <laughs> I still find it funny that the alleged rumor... So he threw out enough buzzwords there. It's, nothing is confirmed, but the alleged rumor was that uh, he and his son got into it, and his son got the best of them. I heard about that, too. <laughs> hey, like Dad, I said, I'll kick your ass. Complete <laughs> allegation that is not fact. I do not know, but that was the prevailing rumor for a Tom, while, I just, I and just it just a, made me
3: giggle. I've just seen like an old Tommy Lee fighting his son just murmuring like the Randy Marsh, I'm the best.
1: I'm
2: the I'm the best. the end of fucking hot rod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, hey, Dad! Oh, you were ready son they're just like pushing yeah. each other through the fucking driveway. you water. will respect
3: me after I you beat your respect. ass <laughs> the only way I'll get you respect if I beat you to death
0: this <laughs> is like
3: he's like Rhodesian fighting sticks he's like did you hit me with a fucking ninja storm <laughs> And he just pops him in the mouth a couple of times. Pop, pop. And Tommy lays dick. The kid's like, Did you just hit me with your dick? Did you stab me with a fucking drumstick? He's got a drumstick sticking out of his fucking thigh.
1: <laughs> no, because we have seen, you know, that they've Tommy's made their relationship public a few times, what and it's not you that. Do? What would you say that shit out loud? Like, I know, yeah. and that's my other thing, too, is like, you know, the kid hadn't said shit publicly, but right. it's like, it's Tommy always bringing it to light, being like, my son's a piece of shit, and saying yada yada, yad. and then the son will reply being like, Like, well, dad, you are a piece of shit because you've done this, that, and the
2: other. You're 60 years old showing your dick on Instagram and shit, so calm the fuck down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, you know, it wasn't just being that situation. That shit's only
3: funny when it was the odd sports. I know, right? Hey, fuck you. Hey, son. I know where you live. This is like, say, dad, of course you do. I live here, you dumb motherfucker. Dad, and put on some pants. (laughs) Goddamn.
1: No, no, I'm moving to this country for freedom. (laughs) This is
2: my fucking house.
1: (laughs) but yeah Mick Mars is no longer in the band and John five from the rob zombie band and what he played with uh, uh Marilyn, Marilyn Manson, Manson, yeah. too yeah uh he's now
2: hey good for him. filling
1: in slash i don't what What's the correct terminology these days? Employee. Because, well, that's what I was going to say. It's like when Axel was singing in ACDC, he was not, say, an official member of ACDC, but he was a member of. It all has to come down to the contract yeah, and the wording and stuff. <laughs> like for the terminology? Instance, like, for instance, on No Time to Turn, we've gone over this many times, where after the original lineup, Peter was the first to leave. Mm-hmm. Kiss, at that point, in a legal sense... On paper was Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, and Ace Fraley. Anyone else worked for the KISS company, yeah. including Eric Carr, their new drummer. He was not licensed officially as a member of KISS. Then, when Ace left, no one from that point on was listed in paperwork as an official member of KISS. KISS, Kiss Inc. Yes, KISS <laughs> Incorporated from that moment forward has been and will be gene simmons and paul stanley every other member since ever even including the reunion tour every member that's been in and out of that band has been an employee of the band well kiss is actually like an aspect of what a
3: band is they're not so much a band, but they are a corporation. Yeah. They sell something other than music. They sell a product themselves. You know, they do the whole like, we're on fucking gum packets. We're in goddamn Scooby Doo. We have action figures. Not every band does that. So yeah. they're able to do that. <clears throat> and like, they, they have members. It seems like the band members that are rotating in are still band members, but. Just not in a legal they, sense. They are employees. Yeah. yeah. They are W 2 employees. They're yes. subcontractors, yes. actually. Subcontractors might mm-hmm. be the best term because they Probably I imagine Kiss ain't filling out fucking W T work for these motherfuckers. So like oh, maybe
1: honestly, they've got a big road crew.
3: So but like well like for, but like for them it's like, no, you're getting paid to fill in. Yeah, yeah. So you're a subcontractor. You're not an employee. You're right. a subcontractor. You we we can make a toy out of your dumbass. But like but, <laughs> but, but, but you know, we had to hire that woman. Yeah you know, you get to be on stage. And I wonder, <laughs>
2: and I wonder if there's like non competes or whatever, like with see, certain that's, time that's, frames. That's, because he's still got that Rob Zombie see, gig too think, with think, John I, Five. That's where I think the record company part comes into it where
3: if if like say Guns N' Roses and ACDC dc are both under Atlantic, which they are, that's I think that was why the transition was probably a little bit smoother. Is because the record company has a say on who the fuck can be in your band. That's yeah, interesting. So like with Kiss being a multi-level basically marketing, not a, not a pyramid scheme. Right? Yeah, 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 But a multi-level tiered business like mm-hmm. a consortium. Yeah, they could do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, nobody could tell them who or, who they can and can't have. They can have guests and everything at the whim at gene and paul says fuck it yeah fuck it
2: dave is gonna come up and play a song yeah or but,
3: like with those other bands who are you know licensed out through distributors and record companies they're they're doing the same thing go back to elvis and jerry lee lewis they're doing the same fucking thing hey uh elvis elvis is dead we need someone to fill in we need someone to keep this fucking tour going to keep this vegas residency uh <laughs> yeah like like the year like the year he died imagine like before before he died, you know there was plans ahead of time. They're probably planning like a 1976 show for America or some shit with him in it. Some America America only tour and he's dead. They're like, well, fuck. Who's gonna fill in? Uh, well, Elton John's kicking around. I heard he's pretty good. Uh, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, those gotta- record companies are still gonna keep making that money. So a good version of this
2: is how the rap industry is. Right. The rap industry will fill in members of whole groups, dude. Wu-Tang kind of does something like that Wu-Tang
3: has 26 fucking members yeah because like <laughs> they
2: the core nine can't go on tour together all the fucking time so they have to have like you know guys that are like on RZA's fucking you know payroll and, and like, shit like and that boys, guys that he's producing and then ODB died and they get his son yeah to fill in for him old well, dirty boy I think it's it's dumber than that. I think it's like young dirty bastard or something care. stupid like that. Old
1: dirty Chinese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that makes me wonder. It's like with John Five, is he a fit, is he co- going to be considered a member of Motley Crue or is he just filling in for this tour? From what I read, Mick Mars is still a member, and I think he's just
2: not touring. Like if they got they record again, I'm sure Mick will play guitar on it. Mm-hmm. But, but I, see, I've
1: been hearing the rumors he had not been in the studio for the last few times were in the studio. If Motley Crue
2: never. Recorded. Cords again, that'd be the best thing ever. But I think well, if Molly Crew just g-
1: didn't do anything again, like they promised. <laughs> they, they promised just they, go promised away. they all, would go away. They all yeah.
2: promised to go
3: away. <laughs> you do a podcast about KISS. How many times do they say they're done? Every band that does a farewell tour. Every band that does it. But,
1: but the only one like, that Molly really Crue, stopped was Rush. But Molly yeah. Crew was even like shitting on KISS for like their multiple farewell tours, and they're just like, We've never announced a farewell tour. When well, we say it's the end, it's the end. Here's the documents. We're making a solid we're not gonna do this again and then here they are i think but, slayer's but, the only one that's done it because
2: like the tom the singers like actually has like a terrible fucking back yeah and stuff like that well they,
3: they did hit a milestone they were able to appear on the uh colbert uh show yeah which was the first time like a, a a metal band had ever appeared late night so they accomplished that yeah but from someone who doesn't play music and someone who just watches stuff it was just like it seems like in the entertainment industry the music profession is the only way that you can lie about retirement next to, like, football. Yeah. <laughs> Tom you know, Ryan, but, but Tom you know Brady. Saying, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's an age limit in, ath- in athleticism. So, like, you have your Tom Brady's and Brett Favre's, which are a one-in-a-million type players. But with bands, you can fake it all fucking night and still get a crowd if you've built that base already. And yeah. it seems like the Farewell Tour is just a MacGuffin to take oh, a break. Oh, it's a new
1: marketing tactic.
3: But it's, but it's to take a break, like, that's all I see it as. It's like, oh, we're the Fail real tour of 2015. All right, guys, thanks for showing up. Kick-ass, blah, blah, blah. See and it's in like, 2018. 2018. <laughs> com- you. Thank we're you. We're coming for- back together. Why? Because I need a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> My boat needs a new engine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. The amount of money these motherfuckers are making is probably
1: fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we've also discussed, like, even on the KISS show how sometimes – their tours wind up not selling really well, but at the same time, it would cost more money to cancel the tour yeah. than it would be yeah, to keep it going. And contracts and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like it would cost more money to cancel the tour than it would be to go out and actually play everything. That's why I think. Certain- and even, even though technically it may cost you more money to go out and do everything, in the end, it's not going to be worth it. And I can
3: only think of a, a band that we all know that likes to cancel stuff all the time. Yeah, and just like it's like what? you should be paid a
1: penalty, well, you motherfuckers. I can get in that a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah they, well, here. so so let, let's pivot a little. I didn't know if you wanted to name them actually, but uh, so I'll fucking name them. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, well, well okay. It but, doesn't matter. I've talked with the guys about it. Okay, so uh, leading into all this music stuff, one of the reasons we were actually banking a lot of like the something good for you episodes you guys were hearing the last few weeks is because Cap and I were about to be really fucking busy, especially Cap. And uh, you ran off and did a. Quick little run with the cheats.
2: I did. I got uh, hit up by Devin Holiday from Dirtbag Love Affair. Um,
1: now guitarist
2: Now cheats. guitarist for the cheats. Uh, hit me up asking if I wanted to do this three-day run with them through the Carolinas. Because what all the guitar players they normally have couldn't do it. And I had the weekend available. I was like, that sounds pretty good. And uh, we played Asheville. We played uh, Tribbles, which was in... Uh, Piedmont, South Carolina, right outside of Greenville. And then we play Atlanta at Starbar. And then we hit ha- uh, along with a new lineup of the fill ins.
1: Yeah. And that actually came together really funny. So, quick side note on that one for you tell like your uh, little tour stories. Now, you, so, you had those shows booked and all that. And like maybe a week or two out. Dusty from Starbar hits me up he's like hey man you know we got the cheats coming here and he's like totally was not talking about it like he knew you were playing and he was just like you know the cheats are coming through here playing it's going to be like a Turbo Yuga and Halloween party this that and the other you know d- do the villains want to be part of it And it's like, in our lineup, it's like, we were feeling pretty good. It's like, we've been working with the drummer for a lot longer than our bassist. You know, we didn't know if the bassist could even make it down. So it was just like, I don't know. You know, I'll get back to you soon. And then... Jerry, wound, our drummer Jerry wound up being able to make it. Cap was already going to be there. We're I, I was planning on going and hanging out already with uh, Chris yeah, and Mikey. We even talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then after Jerry was like, Well, I, I, we, I can make it. He goes, I actually know some bassists in Atlanta area. He goes, I bet I could find someone to like come out that way. And I'm like, Dude, that'd be awesome. A day later, he's like, I got a guy. And there I'm like, And now uh, Dusty back. I was like, Okay. At max, we have, like, if we Ramones this shit, we have, what, maybe a 20, 25-minute set? I was like, but I think I could maybe stretch it to 30 minutes. He goes, I don't care, dude. Just bring what you got. We want to have you guys back. I'm just like, ah, okay, cool. (laughs) But, yeah, so it's like... uh, so we they did the up, same thing. Cheats had to do. They had to hire a local. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get. I'll get to that point when we get to the Atlanta bit. But yeah. So that just last minute fell in our lap. So I was just like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, sure. And then you're like, okay, cool. Well, bye. All I'm right. starting tour. See you there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's one of those deals that just kind of happened like that, Uh and didn't have a rehearsal with them or anything like that. Showed up cold for the first set. So you didn't have any rehearsal time with them at all. No, I didn't even like. Didn't even like sit with down, sit down with Devin, you know, beforehand and play guitars or anything like that. He gave me a cheat sheet, huh, yeah, huh, 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 huh. a
1: cheats sheet, yeah,
2: black, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was on purpose. But no, we did uh but no, I, you know, I did my homework like yeah. you do, and I uh, showed, uh, showed up and to uh, this venue in Asheville, cool fucking place by the way, Twenty Seven Club in Asheville is the There's shit. There's a lot of bad venues in Asheville. No, I love Asheville. Yeah, it's like San Francisco, of the East Coast, pretty much. <laughs> I love it though. It's in the mountain in the mountains. It's always it's always hoodie season in Asheville, even yeah, if it's I in like the, the summertime. lackadaisical police that are just like I didn't see anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's how they are. it's a town full of hippies. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, There's dude over here in Dredge just smoking weed. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Even the bass player in the Crank County da- Daredevils. Now, uh, Bone Dozer. <laughs> that's a whole thing. Bone Dozer. Is he a <laughs> right? <laughs> is he a that's wrestler? the best wrestling name ever.
3: The Bone Dozer. <laughs> he only fights women. So, yeah. And we, he vapes at funerals.
2: So, we've had... Like that, <laughs> so... so Shit. <laughs>
3: so we now you're like, picturing him in like a Leotard vape yeah.
2: <laughs> night grandpa. <laughs> so so with the Crank County Daredevil thing, um, you know, all of us here at the table have kind of had a history of like, you know, being booked to play with these guys. Oh, I thought I thought bullshit line yeah. of Brad
3: when they first didn't show up at the brim. I was just like, fucking uh, old boy died. They're they they're probably, the they're Greg died. Prob- they're probably the Paul Bears with the fucking Doobie brothers.
2: <laughs> now, Scotty the singer and um uh, the bass player I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now uh, they like every other band goes has drummer issues so they can't keep a lineup together as Crank County and this weekend they were just like fuck it we're Bone Dozer this week we're just gonna play whatever we want <sighs> and uh, they got together with like uh, this uh, uh, with the drummer and another guitar player and uh, played Stoner Rock and uh, you know, different from Crank County. If you guys have listened to Crank County D- Daredevils, yeah. it's it's, all, it's it's not my cup of tea, but Scotty's was really cool. Scotty let me drop my car off over at his place in Asheville while oh, I did cool. the run. And he's got a fucking awesome backyard set up. Nice. Like he's got himself like a tiki bar with a grill and everything that's right outside of his rehearsal space. He's already Hell got yeah. like a sound doing, our all Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's it's the, the tables, shit. Umbrellas. Mm-hmm. So how would the first show go, though? The show was uh well, as you know, as you saw on the third night, that the cheats play their songs way faster than they do on the recording.
1: Oh yeah.
2: And I was sitting there going like on cussing, crying, and carrying on. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> 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 and I'm on like the side with uh you know Phil, the bass player the on uh, each night you know right. just kind of like watching for cues. So in you case can't I need hear him. Devin at all. Not with the monitors they had at the uh, uh at the Asheville set and um. So i'm just kind of playing along to the drummer i'm playing along to that more uh more than anything but it kind of it was like it was over before i even realized what was going on by the time i was dialed in it was already like the second half of the set and it was (laughs) it was late the crowd was decent you know like you know late crowds are like it was kind of an outside kind of uh it was it was a garage like Like uh, a mothlight. The mothlight's a garage. Well, you know how the mothlight still had like you know central air and heating and all that. Oh yeah, like civilization. (laughs) No, this it was kind of set up like a beauty shop with a garage. You know, like you walk into the place and there's a bar and there's an extra room which is like the goth room with like a fake fireplace and all that. And then you take a left. Uh, through like a uh, bathroom area where it's kind of like a little mi- uh, little green room slash bathroom area and then there's the garage with the stage and like tables like and put stuff put like that. it they put toilets in the
3: Coke room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <And> it, it, <laughs> it looks kind of like that. It's kind of like one of those setups. But now they had a garage set up. They were cooking hot dogs and stuff like that too. Yeah. So I imagine this place is owned by like 18 motherfuckers who had general idea what they wanted. This was, and just owned, like <laughs> this was owned by this guy named Emron who looks like... Emron. I kept saying Enron, like yeah. the fucking scam, scam company. Yeah. And he looks like fucking, uh, he looks like Johnny Depp. He, had, he was wearing his sunglasses at night and had like a hat, big fur coat, chain, all this shit. Was Apparently, he si- was he sipping on some lean? Man, he must. No, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was No, nah, he was cool. He was cool. Apparently he was from uh, Pakistan originally and moved to Asheville. Yeah, and, that sounds about right. Yeah, because like I, I heard him talking, I'm like, you're not from North Carolina. <laughs> I'll bet he loves hearing that shit. Yeah. What'd you say, white man? And then like <laughs> the door guy was Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Mad Dog, yeah, this punk rock looking dude with a fucking cane with a skull at the end of it. I was like, oh, nobody's going to uh, fuck with this guy. Okay. So that's, a, that's a sword cane. <laughs> that, that's a fucking sword. That, <laughs> Sing! that skull comes out and there's a handle and there's a small blade on it. No, he was cool too and uh, everybody, in Asheville, everybody in Asheville was super cool. They looked like super tough, super mean, but all like super, you Hippies. know, you know, hippie, hippie rednecks. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was that kind of thing yeah but uh now Bone Dozer was oh, Bone Dozer was cool like I said it wasn't my thing but it was cool and then uh Bone Dozer, Bone Dozer. This Sunday 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 and Saturday
3: like, yeah. <laughs> see Fireball versus Bone, Bone Dozer, Dozer.
2: <laughs> stay for the sword swallowing <laughs> No, nah, Even though it was like kinda, good. even though it was kind of like, you know, the first half of the set was sloppy. Everybody just had it was it was cool. Nobody, you know, critiqued me or anything like that. And yeah. everybody was like super chill. Me and Devin hung out to like four in the morning bullshitting that night. Then we go to uh Greenville, South Carolina the next day and play at Tribbles. And on the way to Tribbles, me and Todd are like Somehow got to talking shit about Pantera just because, like, we just wanted to, like, bullshit about Pantera. Like, I'm at the point in my life where, like, I just don't give a shit about Pantera anymore. Good. I just don't.
1: <laughs> I, I never did. Still, and I was are, always are looked at you with a little bit of, like, that disapproving father face. I'll check down Pantera. Every time uh, I had a f- time it, where I kept, like, Cowboys from Hell still cool, but that, it's remem- like Motley Crue. You remember know? when you had, uh, I think it was like the black label uh background on your phone and i looked at i always looked at you with like that disappointed father look every time where i was just like cow me and
2: devin talk see zach wilde is the guy you get into into when you're a teenager (laughs) because he can do everything on a fucking electric guitar on 12 you know yeah me and devin talked about that too where like he's a big zach wilde guy or was a big zach wilde guy and there's like videos there's like live concert footage of zach wilde playing with the almond brothers Mm mm-hmm and it sounds like fucking Zach and It's awful.
1: <laughs>
2: but we're like... But yeah, so now Pantera... But we're talking... Yeah, we're... Sorry, we're talking shit about uh, Pantera on the way up. And we get there, and we're hanging... And... Uh, Uh, the guy that booked us is you know showing us the green room and all that stuff and there's like nothing but Pantera playing on like the video screen in the green room (laughs) it's it's Pantera (laughs) Super Joint Ritual Down all of the Phil Anselmo bands Uh. and then you get into the actual uh, you know showroom with the bar and all that and it's nothing but fucking Pantera and you know like a lot of stuff and Down and uh, what's the uh, what's the Kirk Weinstein band, Crowbar, that kind of stuff? Oh,
1: I I know someone that would have had a ball over there. Yeah. Oh my God, he would have had a
2: he would have <laughs> had the time of his life uh-huh. there. man <laughs> And Tribbles was Tribbles was cool. Trip, I like Tribbles. Like the guys that work over there were cool. They had a kitchen set up, had some decent food and all that, and they took care of us. But like uh, during. And side I had to get note, how do get away from the fucking sound during uh, before the set? What were you about to say? I was gonna say side note. Aren't what those venues with the food and they just take care of you?
1: Sometimes that's some of the best food.
2: Yeah, like Triple is the guy that runs the kitchen and cooks all the shit. Ah, that makes sense. And I got like some shrimp tacos and Ooh. shit from there. It's awesome. It's a great place to play. Like yeah, it's like they play Pan- Pantera and shit. But it was a fun place to play.
1: Yeah, th- thinking back on the uh, different little runs I've done, all the times that. Uh, you are right on that mic, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they have
2: a fireplace in the back, too. So me and Kyle are like hanging out back there pretending we're at the rim and shit.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, but, hanging out. But no, the, the reason I was uh, thinking on it because the two places I can remember having some bomb-ass food, both times um, we were... It was a pl- like a venue that offered up the food. It was when I did an anti-scene run. We were in... Oh, God. New Orleans. Uh, The venue they played in New Orleans. They had some amazing food. And they were just like, here, here you go. You know, just handed us menus. They're like, get whatever you want. And they were all just like. Just fish tacos and beignets? Uh, For real. Well, yeah. I remember getting a po' boy of some sort. And it was, was, oh, God. It was so fucking good. And then the other time we had some great food was um, actually at the Pittsburgh venue on the Tuck Smith tour uh, Fun House. Okay. Uh, there was some food offered off to the side of that and that was also really damn good. Like the, the fries like, uh, you know it's good if the fries are just like oh wow. Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> well they're crispy and they had like seasonings and shit mm-hmm. on them. Like not just the traditional like Old Bay type shit but like greenery seasonings and like cheese and crap and it was just like oh yeah this is some good shit.
2: <laughs> and that second set was probably the most the tightest one out of that uh Three out of that weekend, so oh, yeah. I got more dialed in with that. No, nobody was like super tired by the third night. <laughs> we
1: were fried by the time we got to got on stage in Atlanta. <laughs> I could tell like You looked fine because I've seen you on like a three day run before, and I just kind of looked down. I was like, yeah, he looks like a guy that did three days of yeah, the road. You so can you, tell. So you didn't seem too bad off, but Devin seemed beat. <laughs> well, they're he, all
2: older too. So. Well, he just
1: he just seemed tired until like right before you guys went on stage like right before then it's like he snapped back in and it was just like he was rocked it out and even the rest of the night he was back awake but like before the set i could see he was just like i'm waking up i'm waking up dude it's fine it's fine (laughs) 30 (laughs) minutes before y'all went on stage bam
2: because we would stay up till four o'clock in the morning just talking and bullshitting you know like the like the first night was just me and Devin and Kyle just hanging out and then like second night everybody's just hanging out in the hotel room just talking and bullshitting
1: yeah, and then uh, for the Star Bar show, show yeah, Mikey, Chris, and I got up early and we got into town. and We got to town pretty decent time. Yeah. Like I'd say, actually, maybe just a little bit. Actually, I think we got to town right about the same time you guys did. About the yeah,
2: 4 o'clock. Yeah, we stayed at a place in uh, Midtown that was like right across from the Fox Theater. Yeah, and it was kind of built like a. Um, it looks nice. It looks bougie and shit. But when you walk in, you walk in the hotel room. It's like a fucking New York studio apartment. You know, the the room itself is big enough for two like twin beds. Or, uh, two Here's your 90 square foot. Yeah, but then <laughs> you get into the bathroom it's like a closet. Yeah.
1: Dude, I don't know what it is about that, man. It's like out of all the different hotels we've gotten in Atlanta, it always sounds bougie as shit, but the fucking Hilton downtown has still been the best one for price, location, and rooms. I agree with that. This show is not brought to you by the Hilton, but I wish it was because I'd love for to real. finally get a discounted rate over there. No <laughs> shit. I mean, it's not that bad in comparison to everything, but it seems like every time you try to save Like twenty, thirty dollars, you wind up paying for it big time, dude. How
2: wild was five points that
1: night too? Like it was already like Halloween there, like everybody was already in costume, but it was also five points, so you who couldn't tell. (laughs) Oh yeah, well, well, see, that was the thing is like Chris had not been to this part of Atlanta before. I initially thought he had never been to Atlanta, and then he was just like, "Well, this is Atlanta for you." I was like, "Dude, you've never been here?" Because yeah, I have. It's like. You told me you've never been. He's like, no, this part of Atlanta. I was like, oh, well, fuck. Okay, fine. (laughs) But either way, it's like, yeah, it was busier than normal. But it's like we got to town roughly at 3 o'clock, and Jerry uh, was already in town with our uh, fill-in bassist Preston. Shout out to Preston. Yes, yes, big time. Learned an entire set, and um, we actually did practice with him once. And it's like as soon as we were about to park at – star bar jerry sent me the address and i looked it up and the place that they were practicing at was like right down the road literally like 10 minutes down the road so we were just like <laughs> all right fine fuck it yeah that'll actually be a more easier place to kind of pull in, relax plus we'll just go ahead and knock out a practice and yeah dude preston the, within one practice had everything we played through one song twice that was it
2: that's all you needed
1: that's all we needed. And did, yeah. more, did
2: more work than me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and, and he absolutely nailed it. And um, yeah, then after that, we finished getting loaded in and get all set up. And it was cool. It was funny because after we did that, we walked in and yeah, Starbar was already like wide open, which is odd because sometimes they're not that early.
2: Because they had a thing going on um, earlier in the day, like
1: some kind of monster quest. Yeah, that's the reason why Five Points was so busy is they were having like this multi business kind of thing where like it's a, like, like- a, like a bar crawl. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, but but like with Halloween photo ops. Yeah. And uh, each place kind of contributed and, you know, set their stuff up. And with Starbar, they set their stage up to where, like, they had this, like, master of Halloween guy that had, like, a, a rotating music box that he'd, like, spin and, it like, play a tune and Happy stuff like
3: Halloween, that. Happy Halloween,
1: motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he he he'd, he'd wind the thing up well, he'd, he'd yell happy Halloween wind it and then clap and then everyone else in the room is supposed to go happy Halloween right. <laughs> like that so it's it for a good he looked, cool. he looked cool like if I was a kid and saw that yeah let's get a photo like, oh yeah well I was half tempted to I, I was half tempted to hand my phone to Jerry and be like Jerry I want a photo with the guy <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, so throughout that though because of it, I would say we had a pretty decent rotating crowd. We got a lot of walking traffic yes. w- during the
2: uh, the fill. In, it feels like during the fill in set we got a lot of walking traffic, and then like during the cheat set we got the guys that stuck around, and it was like more the turbo Yugen guys showed yeah. up for that one, and they started singing, you know, like the. Um you know, Prime Mover and the covers we did. the handle, Not the Hanoi Rocks, but not even Michael Monroe. Demolition 23. <laughs> That's like deep cuts with the Michael Monroe catalog, you know? Nerds! Uh-huh. Well, I like that later. When we
3: first got there, um, we, had st- we were talking about a star bar for a while. And we were waiting for y'all because y'all had stopped and got something to eat. So we decided to hit a bar across the way. And Jerry had said something. He's like, do you guys know everybody here? It's <laughs> like I saw Todd, is it what's up, man? Yeah, how's it going? And then I happened to see Tony and Devin. Yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. down, and I snuck up on Tony. He's like, "What's up, motherfucker?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh
0: shit!" <laughs> and like
3: we got that, we got that little table. And I will say that it there was a deep little restaurant we went to. The corner tavern. That's been like my new favorite place. It was so la- weird because like the the lady gave us a giant <laughs> bottle of water. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like a jo- a jo- it was, it's, it's a decanter. It's a it's a it's something you put liquor in, but like it was full of water in like the mini mason uh, mason jars. Yes, <laughs> and I'm just like
1: okay yeah i guess that's what we're drinking yep <laughs> well i was laughing because they handed us an abridged menu because they had like an event going on usually right. it's like a little two or three page menu and they just handed us a little one page so i was kind of looking through trying to figure out like okay what, what exactly would i want you know i don't want anything too heavy i hadn't played it's gonna be like my first show in a good handful of months you i'm not eat light. <laughs> yeah you know i'm not used to doing this yet neither is my voice so i was like looking thinking about all this crap And I saw that they had um, cheddar fries. And I was like, ooh, if we slap a little bacon on that, that'd be just enough. You know, some starch just kind of help push through with carbs. I might have a little bit left over. Munch on that after the set. That will be solid. So, waitress comes over. I was like, yeah, I'll take the uh, cheese fries. Can we add bacon to that? No. Fuck. (laughs) I was like, oh. Oh, oh, that's what it was. uh, It was actually just a plate of fries. That's what it was. I said, can we add cheese and bacon to it? She's like, no. Damn. I was like, we we can't do cheese and bacon on a basket of fries? She goes, we got a side of cheese sauce. I was like, okay, well, never mind. I said, let, let other folks order. I'll come back to me. And she's like, what well, do you want, the side of cheese? And I'm like. I, no, <laughs> since you can't d- do the simple request of throw some cheese and bacon on some fries for me, let me figure something else out. <laughs> if we go back through and they come back to me, and like someone else ordered chicken tenders, I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So it comes back to me, and I go, um, yeah, I'll do the order of chicken tenders also. I said, uh, can I get a side of honey mustard? She goes, it comes with blue cheese, but I'll just see if I oh can my. do it. I was like, it's fine. Never mind. Never mind. It's cool. I like blue cheese. How do you not have honey mustard with your chicken tenders? Well, exa- but I was just like, we're good. I like blue cheese. I like blue cheese. We're I got, fine. I got a funny story about that waitress. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after...
3: So uh, what's his name? Showed up, Dustin.
1: Yes, Dustin from Discord. Yeah, he uh, He he showed up,
3: uh, and we're all sitting there. Cap, you were sitting with us for a while, and you had went off. uh, But we're all sitting there eating food, and I'm talking economics with Jerry. (laughs) And Dust, I like Dustin. He's like. Y'all not just record this? Record <laughs> just, 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 just Chris and Eric, Cr- Chris and fucking Jerry talking about economics and racial disparity and fucking talking about, talking about, talking about Fuck. the fucking like economic downturn of the American public. Like, I want to hear this podcast. <laughs> I told Jerry to come to the house, yeah. <laughs> but I was joking with I was joking with it because they're from Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, War Eagle baby. Yeah, he's big. Which like, I love, Mikey. When we got to Jerry's house, with uh, the place they were staying. Yeah. But yeah, man. Old Preston's from Auburn, man. War Eagle. And fucking Mikey's like, what? I thought they were the Tigers. I'm like, they are the Tigers. They just say War Eagle because they're fucking insane. Yeah, they can't, they can't agree on a fucking mascot. <laughs> the mascot is a tree <laughs> that gets poisoned. That gets poisoned every year, that like Preston told me. But uh, we were sitting there, and uh, after you guys had left, uh, after Jerry and Preston and then uh, you had to take off, Yeah. Uh, me and Mikey decided to stay at the bar a little longer. And uh, we had that same waitress the whole time because we went and played pool. Right. And. I'd ask how much it was to play it's like 10 bucks an hour which isn't too bad and me and him were just shooting pool in this mm-hmm. back room and the music changed after y'all left okay it was all deep cuts of like Black Sabbath that's and what Yorkshire I- cult yeah and it's and like, that's why I love the joint and like I'm just like this is what my dad did like, <laughs> <laughs> like Hung out and pool hall, hung out played pool with his buddies, listened to fucking Snowblind by Black Sabbath, and fucking drinking. And I'm just oh, like,
1: awesome. "You're like, I love Atlanta."
3: <laughs> now I'm just like, this 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 comes back and bites you in the ass. <laughs> but I made a mistake. I talked to the another girl that was there because uh, I'd ask, "Hey, we're done. We're going to take off." And I made the mistake of ordering a coke, which took 15 minutes. But, uh, fuck. And I'm just like, "Hey, we just want to cash out. Uh, I'm looking for the uh, waitress," and she's like, "Eric." I'm like, no, no, it was a girl with, you know, she's with a uh, greenish hair. And he's like, yeah, Eric. And I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, because when she handed me the Pepsi, I'm like, thanks, honey. And like, She she shot me a fucking look. I'm just like, well, she's been a cunt all day, so I don't care. So me and Mikey Mikey, uh, Mikey ended up uh, paying out the tab when we left. Uh, But do you guys remember where we were crossing the road to get to that place? Uh And the drunk girl that got out of like the Lyft or Uber? Yeah. she she, she, She pulls on our side of the road and we're crossing the street. We're waiting for the side. And this drunk blonde just fucking hobbles over across the street, dodging traffic. And when he gets to that to the bar and you remember there's like a nice little fence outside she's trying to hop the
2: goddamn fence oh my god this drunk
3: bitch i'm just like yeah that's city living baby
2: <laughs> stacy stacy come here you dumb bitch
3: <laughs> but now uh, me and mikey ended up hanging out there for a while and it was like we were having a good time i was like we were yeah. sucking at pool because it hadn't played in years but, yeah. like, <laughs> but uh, we ended up coming back to star bar and uh, that's when it like really ramped up yeah because i noticed a lot of walk-ins were coming from the other bar that we were at mm-hmm. and it, it was it was pretty neat just seeing everybody because a lot of people were stopping in the middle of the street to take photos of people. Yeah, and I do like the uh, we we because we showed up later. Uh, we showed up to the door guy, the security guy, and like, hey, we're on the list. And Mikey's like, we're on the list. And I was just like, oh, good, okay. Pull out our light, and he's trying to put that little ass band on my fucking wrist. He's like, yeah, uh, this ain't gonna fit. So if it falls off, just come back. <laughs> 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 it's like
1: he's like, yeah, your wrist is kind of big. <laughs> What's funny is like. Uh you guys got on the list like literally two minutes for you guys yeah, showed he told up he told, <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, you guys were just on this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> because i asked him when as soon as i got back because i knew there was no point when we were just hanging out the first time as soon as i got back from eating and y'all were still hanging out i walked up to the sound guy i was like hey man i said do we have any spots on the list he goes yeah you got uh, literally two more i was like cool i said uh i've got something to put on he goes word i guess uh uh, I don't have the paper right now though because I've already having to remember one name. He goes, "Come, come see me in a little bit." And I was like, I, I, "He's like, but I got you." I was like, "Cool, thank you." And it was like right about that time, I saw him just kind of like hanging out, standing there with the paper. I was like, "Hey, list." He goes, "Yeah, what's the name?" I was like, "Hey," and get the names, either "Cool." And two seconds later, I see Mikey. He's like, "Hey," I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. I put you on just in time. Right. <laughs> I will say I
3: ran into a first world problem that I don't. I'm. It's not. Now this ain't a complaint. But it kind of is a fucking complaint. Oh boy. Every bar I go to when I'm going to a show, if I happen to stop in a bar or leave and stop at a bar, I always order one drink for the day. Right. I ordered a Crown and Coke. It's a simple drink, it's not that bad. This bartender did the same thing as every other bartender in West Virginia, by the way. He pours me a, you know, the standard cup, right? Standard fucking cup. He fills it with ice. He fills it with Crown. Yeah. And like goes,
1: of, of coke. <laughs> He shows the bottle of coke. To that's it. what the
3: guy in West Virginia did. He's like, and just handed me the can, and then handed me a full thing of crown. Holy shit! And I'm just, he's like, that'll be. Uh, Eight dollars. <laughs> and I was just like, here's a tenner man. Thanks for all the liquor, I guess. And, I like, and he's like, Oh man, I'm wrong. It was nine, but I'll go ahead and leave it at eight. I'm like, man, just keep the fucking change. I don't care. Can I get another Coke though? It was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of liquor for me to be sipping on. And it's a lot. Like this is like three, three finger shots worth of liquor Woo! in this fucking cup. And like there's not a much ice in it. And I could see like the splash of Coke had already sunk to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's like this little black cloud mist. I'm just like, I'm trying to get to that cloud. (laughs) Because I would take a drink of Coke, pour the liquor in it, take a drink of Coke, pour the liquor
2: in it. It's like... Yeah, I'm having a good time with two but, fucking two yeah. cups. The fucking band beer was like some shit I never heard of. Yeah, like,
3: it looked like a lining Kugels, but it was. It was like a knockoff yeah. of the <laughs>
2: Lion um, And Mikey, he's just
3: doing high life all night. Yeah, oh, that's he, that sh- He's
1: living the high life, man.
2: Yeah, that's that champagne of beers. As in, you'll get the worst fucking hangovers afterwards too. After yeah. like two of them shits. But yeah, we met uh, we met Tony up there. And yeah, was, Tony. Was to see.
1: Yeah, Tony wound up uh, rolling through. I forget the reasons why he was so close.
2: I think he just wanted to come up and hang with yeah all of us. Yeah, I okay. just wanted to see Devin. Wanted to see. See, see us yeah. and all that. He asked me, he's like, man, did you drive here?
3: No, he flew. No, I, he asked me. He's uh. like, did you drive here? I'm like, yeah, man, you know me. I drive all the time. Yeah. He's like, God damn, I don't know how you do it, boy. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that's how we met, right? Me driving. Yeah. And he's like, is it? I'm like, yeah, man. Raleigh, you played with Thunderbrew? He's like, holy shit. <laughs> he's, like, and he's like, you did drive, man. Like, Almighty fucking hugs me again. i <laughs> Because <laughs> they've told that story a few times yeah. on this show. So I'm just like, yes, man, that's how we met. Because uh, Scott Roby was just fucking in the, in the front passenger seat telling me which way to go. I'm just like, I know how to get back home. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink all night, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to keep this van together.
2: <laughs> Tony stayed at the same hotel we stayed at. You know, his bougie ass is in the gym and shit, too. Yeah, why not fuck it? Yeah, why not? But he's taking,
1: he's taking the drugs. See, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, hung out there, and, and I remember even a few days leading in. I was messaging jerry being like are you staying are you getting like a hotel you were talking about going down on a friday like are you getting a hotel what you doing buddy he's like i oh, don't know i'm trying to figure out a place uh like for my buddy to, uh that will let me crash there i'm like word like if that's the case can i like chip in on that because like chris and mike you're talking about going down so they might get like their own hotel so it's like i don't want to sleep on the floor nor do i want to pay for my own place right. so like if you could hook a brother up that would be awesome and still wasn't fully hearing back from him on that and then like it got to the point where i was thinking we were gonna have to get a room or like jerry and i were gonna have to get a room and i was just like Ugh. so finally i asked chris i was like hey chris did you did y'all wind up getting a room at the hilton downtown he goes oh no we're just driving back that night i'm like but really he goes yeah fuck it. we'll just swap out i was like oh Oh, okay cool well that and like that night Jerry was like I'm good I got a place for us to stay I was like word I might not need it now but <laughs> yeah. good to know just in case
2: <laughs>
3: hey, Backup on backup
2: man yeah,
1: yeah I like that
2: but uh, cause you had to drive back to Ashville, yeah that following morning like bus call like bus call fucking uh sprinter band call was fucking 8 in the morning or yeah. some shit like that
1: so y'all took a nap
2: yeah, pretty much. Was, <laughs> this is after I went out to fucking Flatiron with Devin and Tony. Oh, so
1: y'all were out till probably like three.
2: Yeah, yeah we, So
1: you were probably out till three. Got back to the hotel. I'm just guessing. I'm assuming. Got back to the hotel like between three fifteen, three thirty, something like that. Uh, and then you were back on the road by six.
2: Uh, eight. But yeah. Well, I thought still. you said
1: pickup was at eight.
2: No, well, well, we still well, we parked at the hotel. You know, the car was. What was the Sprinter pickup at? Well, Sprinter was we were able to park it. Uh, they were able to park it, you know, across the street or like somewhere close by. No, it was a separate parking lot. So we were parked So we parked close, right? And uh, we slept at a hotel, and we just had to meet up outside a hotel to get in the ride at eight o'clock. Oh, I yeah. thought you were saying you had
1: to return the Sprinter by eight. I like, Good God! No, no,
2: no, 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 no.
1: Okay, and that's what made me sit here going, I'm just like, so you had to be back on the road by fucking five thirty six still- o'clock to get that bitch back by eight.
2: No, we still had like we still had pre- eight o'clock still pretty. Fucking early. Consider like how late we stayed up. to. Yeah. me, Devin and uh, Tony just bullshit. because yeah, we didn't
1: we didn't
3: head out till about three from really? Star Bar. I thought you left earlier. Th- yeah, we left earlier. I than was gonna that. say because well, I looked at my I looked at my watch. It's getting around two thirty. I'm just like, yeah, we might need to leave because we we, we we didn't I get out so, we, we didn't well, that. Well, we didn't get outside of Atlanta till three because we didn't get back here till four or seven.
1: No, I was in bed. We were back here by six thirty. Yeah. Yeah, we were back here yeah, at the house by six thirty, yeah. but that was I mean, also going all the way to Mikey. Yeah, yeah, we made a lot of stops.
2: No, nah, I feel like we left at like one thirty-two. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I remember ending early and being like, "Fuck." Yes. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, and that's even part of the reason I was just like, and I remember even Jerry and them calling even earlier, because I was still teetering. I was just like, I might stay. I might just hitch a ride back with Jerry the next day. It all depends on how party I'm feeling, the scent and the other. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention, Tyler showed up. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Tyler. Tyler,
1: he shows
3: up and has some fun with us. He so looks weird good. as shit. He looked like he was supposed to be like a desert concert or something.
4: Yeah, really? You know,
2: like, <laughs> he had like short shorts and a fucking, like a, just like a, a, a Blink 182 shirt. Yeah, I told him, like, I look like I should be getting some Coke from you in the fucking back room or some yeah. shit. <laughs> he wearing sunglasses the whole time inside. I'm just like, take those fucking things off. <laughs> <laughs> and I will
3: say, uh, old Dustin, when he showed up, I'm like, you are the only guy I've seen this whole fucking town wearing Atlanta Braves shit. Right? In the middle of fucking Braves. And like in the middle of the baseball season, like near postseason, I'm just
2: like. That's what I say because they just lost too.
3: Yeah, I'm just like no one's wearing that shit, you fair weather fucking fans. <laughs> but uh, he's all decked out and fucking brave shit. I'm just like, you want to go to the game, man?
2: Yeah,
1: for real. Now Dustin's the shit. I yeah. uh, I I've had a great time with him. Anytime he came out to the Light Machine shows, yeah. and this was his first fill in show, and he found out that it's like because as soon as we got posted, I posted about it in the Discord before I posted about it on Facebook and Instagram. Just another reason to sign up for that. Link is in the episode description but no so we had already posted it on there and he's just like dude i gotta go i was just like yeah of course thanks man you know he's and he's he lives way out of town so i'm just like okay yeah of course and then i posted on facebook he's like trying to convince the wife now and i'm just like haha yeah sure sure thing man he goes cool she's convinced just got to get a hotel and i'm like wait Word. what <laughs> what
4: yeah
1: and then he's just like yep see you there that weekend i was like fucking, bro, hell yeah!
3: <laughs> I felt bad not hanging out with them long enough, but when I, I went out to the car uh, to charge my phone, and I saw these people fucking... I saw two people walking around the parking lot, and they were, like, stopping in front of cars, looking at them, and then go to the next car and looking at them. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna leave my fucking car right now. Yeah. So I put my gun on the dash, and I was fucking sitting in my car. And I had the lights off, I just leaned way back, and I just like, eh, I think I might sit back here for a while, because I got shit in the back of this motherfucker. Right yeah. And I'm like, if I shoot somebody, how long are we going to be stuck down here? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was wondering if Mikey had a gun. (laughs)
1: Mikey's got a gun. (laughs) Put him down. Put
3: him down. But not... um so yeah. we
1: drove back that night though yeah. and I'll, I'll uh, was,
3: uh, I will say uh, listening to everybody's bands you guys sounded really good a lot of it was really drum heavy yeah which I really liked
1: really okay cool okay. yeah so
3: like it gave it kind of a different sound mm-hmm. and plus I had not really listened to the new stuff lately yeah and it, it sounded really good awesome the bass you. player hit it fucking those Alabama boys I tell you what <laughs> okay, right? I'll pull it through hell yeah that Muscle Shoals. Yeah, Muscle Shoals. War Eagle, baby. War Eagle. <laughs> that's going to be all... as soon as he said Auburn, that's all I'm going to... Because that's how... That's the first fucking thing I so, said to him. I'm like, oh, you're from Auburn? War Eagle. He's like, yeah, War Eagle, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, no one says that shit to him because no one knows what it is. So there's no Auburn fans in fucking Charlotte. Everybody's a fucking Clemson fan. There's no fucking... A lot of fucking SEC fans in Charlotte. There's really not. <laughs> it's like me and that's it.
1: <laughs> so before the ride home, though... um, <laughs> We were all just bullshit hanging out at the bar and Mikey was trying to buy Kappa shot. Oh yeah! And Birthday, <laughs> Mike. He was just like, "I'm buy you a shot, man. I'm buy you a shot." And Cap's like, "No, no, I don't. I don't know if I want to." Knowing that he's probably has a long night ahead of him anyway, and he's just like, "I don't know if I want to do all that." And Mike's like, "No, come on, man. Fuck you. Shot, shot." And me and in my infinite wisdom, I just come over and I'm just like, "Hey, all right, fine. Look, if you buy me a shot, I'll take it with them."
2: This, <laughs> this after a weekend of drinking Yinglings with these Pittsburgh guys.
1: <laughs> I know, but I just love how like sales like black
2: and tan tequila. It's delicious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, but at the same time, I was still laughing to myself when I did it. I was just like, I salesman my way into a free shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> so I was just like, look, I tell you what, if you buy me a shot, I'll make them drink it with me. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, sounded,
3: it sounded like y'all got like whale tequila too. The way you oh yeah,
1: he was just like whatever you got, just the cheapest shit. Whatever it was, oh, it rest- went down smooth. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it did go down really smooth, and uh I was feeling absolutely fine the entire time. And we got in the car, we're driving back and about maybe 20 minutes into the car ride back I felt it and it just it started kind of really? doing that sloshing upward thing the mouth starts releasing like that kind of spit like re- like prepping your mouth being like you're going to puke buddy that kind of shit <laughs> yeah and i'm sitting here on the back of Chris's car and i'm just like no no, I can't. I'm definitely not doing it in the car. Uh, if I if I roll the window down, it's going to go all over the side of the car or my face. I don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> Either way, I don't want to have to deal with cleaning his car or my face. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here. I'm just like breathe, it, breathe it away. I was like, <sighs> just breathing it, breathing It and then it was like an angel, one of the two of them just went. Yeah, there was a there's QT up there. We'll stop, get some gas, get a little tonight. And I was like, oh, food! Yes, that's going to help. Dude, like a fucking rat, I go in there and I'm like just grabbing up all the little things that I feel like are going to feel good, pay for it, get back to the car. I just like, oh now i feel amazing and it's like the the drunk kicked back in because yeah. it's like the pain when fear of puking went away because i got some food on my stomach so it was just like all acid mm-hmm. i could just feel it churn out it's like ah. as soon as i put food on my stomach i was like ah <laughs> okay, I <I'm good> <laughs> and then it was like zonk immediately fucking out Ow. in the back seat yeah.
2: <laughs> now we went to flat iron that was the first time actually i got to say hi and talk with uh philip who used to play with the uh, biters and that was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I've had, my, I've got to say hi to like all the all the members now. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. The drive back wasn't too bad. I uh,
3: I had to switch with Mikey about halfway right before we got to I think Gaffney, and that uh, was just like, congratulations, Mikey, you're the first man to ever drive my car because <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever driven my car with me in it before. Oh wow, yeah, not since I had like a permit. Yeah, <laughs> and I was out. I was done. I, <laughs> I, I, I was done. And we finally get to Mikey's house and I, cause I wake up and I'm like, Yep, we're going to Mikey's and start seeing nicer houses or you know mm-hmm. so start taking these weird fucking turn turnabouts and shit. Man, I like how like you just stuck you you were just done. You were just sicking in the back the whole time and then yeah. get back in the car, I'm like, Alright, we're going home. And as soon as we pull up in here, you finally wake up like down on independence. Yeah. And we pulled it to the fucking parking spot, and I just put it in parking. I'm like, All right, Mr. Stiff, we are here. <laughs> and <long> all <laughs> like he an I can say Uber his, his, driver, I, his first response is, like, Fucking stop.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get your shit out of the corner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I said you're going, because I knew you were making that comic, so yeah. I ended up staying in the back, and I'm just like, Fuck off. Oh, I'm <laughs> tired. <laughs> but uh, I, I, we got
3: here, and I fucking finally fell asleep around 7 o'clock, and I didn't wake up till about three or four. No, no same. I
1: remember kind of rolling out at like one or two in the afternoon. I like, Ugh. I woke up. And I was like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta do something today.
2: <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, uh-uh.
3: I fucking forgot. I remember <laughs> like
2: y- y'all, uh, you and uh, Russ posting the no time to turn chat. Like, are we meeting up today? I'm like, I ain't.
1: <laughs> well, no, that's what happened with me. It's like, I finally woke up and like my brain was like kind of waking up at like two thirty, three o'clock. And I was just like, fuck. I was like, were we meeting up today? <laughs> I like
2: just got back from Asheville like 3 o'clock that afternoon, yeah. and I was like, I ain't doing shit.
1: <laughs> oh, I figured as much. And that's why as soon as I saw that, I was like, word, and I just like laid back down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I wound up watching more horror movies and stuff like that because Halloween se- season. Did you watch um, The Witch? I did. What did you think of that? I like how minimal it was. You can tell, like, the film and cameras and all that were expensive, but they didn't do real. It was more like Lighthouse. More like Lighthouse, exactly, where it's like it's very subtle. I always tell people when they watch that movie, turn all the lights
3: out, watch it at night, it was, and, and like be as close to the television as possible.
2: It was cool. It's like uh, it's kind of like uh, Have you watched it yet, Alex? Uh, the witch with yeah.
1: like the VV and the logo. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah
2: I've seen that. Yeah, I kind of like how it's like uh, the stories. Like it, this is all the, the stuff that everybody from back then was like literally afraid of, and yeah, they put it all. In and film. it's called a
3: slow burn and shit. Mm-hmm. And
2: I kind of liked that though.
3: And like the whole crux of the movie is just like. Get naked and be a witch. That's yeah, the, <laughs> pay, that's yeah, that's the payoff <laughs> at the end. <laughs> that's, that's where the bu-
2: that's where the budget went was yeah. them floating. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I watched uh, the boy the other day again. The bo- oh, with the little puppet. Yeah, yeah, that's a fuck. Brahms, the yeah, mm-hmm. that, Brahms.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a, that was a kind of a neat story. You didn't see like you that, didn't you- really expect the ending. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, and then they made us part two, which is just lazy. Yeah, I was gonna say um, when Rachel and I watched that the other week, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, that was better than I was expecting." I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I remember watching this years ago and thinking it was good, but I, I'm glad it held up." And we were skimming through, and of course, because Netflix had it, and we watched it. It's now offering up all the fucking sequels. We watched the trailer for the sequel, and we were just like. Wait, that already contradicts what we just learned in the first movie yeah. within the trailer, and we're like, nope, That's never dumb. mind.
3: No. <laughs> I watched uh, *Malignant* again, oh, oh, and it's just like karate. I mean, this is a, bitch
2: knows the, fucking the, kung, kung fu. Does the, does the does it hold up? Because I know that that twist. When I first
1: watched the twist
3: it with the twist. Is, it, It's funny. Yeah, it, it 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 goes more of like a it goes from like a suspense to a slasher at the end. Right, but like because uh, the twist is just makes you go like, oh, okay, but uh. I was at a buddy's house not long ago, and because uh, I got off work early, surprise, and uh, I went out to their house, and their kid had never seen uh, the Blair Witch. So I'm like, "This is the first, This is the OG POV movie, you know, and it's really well done if you know the history of it." and it's just all these crackers fucking freaking out in the goddamn forest. Bunch of white kids in the I woods. I fucking hate you, Heather. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. You lost the map. Yeah, I did. I lost the map. I threw it in the fucking river. What are you gonna do about it, you stupid bitch? And it's just like <laughs> these motherfuckers just going at each other, and like the whole story is like the people, the producers of the movie, and the directors are leaving these cachet fucking book bags of like food and like instructions per person, and each person is supposed to read their instructions and act out that way, and like. It was very cryptic. Like you can look up these old letters online, and it's just like, "All right, Heather, you need to lose it on Jeff. You need to go after Jeff and just start talking cash money shit because he threw away the map." Right. And then it's uh, Jeff's letters like Heather's going to start talking shit about you for no fucking reason. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is like if this was a scientific experiment, this would be illegal as shit. Right. <laughs> and like every time they get a new bag, there'll be less food in it.
2: Fuck. <laughs> and they have no idea where the fuck they're at. <laughs> I rewatched uh, Dream Warriors. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they're not. That's probably my favorite one. Welcome to prime time, bitch. It's so <laughs> campy, but that's probably why I love it. Oh, when he, he when he uh, does the whole strings in the dude's arms and shit, like yeah. a puppet? Yeah. Because he's barely, he's like, you know, in the movie, like here and there, but that's kind of like, you know, he doesn't need to be a much. It's like a and d nightmare. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah.
1: You. Talking about another movie I watched recently, um, I found out recently that I could uh, cast my computer to uh, the TV, so it's no. like all uh, Apple and uh, um, Android products have yeah. now like kind of agreed and like worked together now, so I now I can like wirelessly cast any of my Apple products to Android products. So. I was able to do that with uh, Rachel's TV, and I was like, "Ooh, I can connect my computer like wirelessly." I said, "Let me see if I can," and I started like, start playing like some sample videos on my computer, and it's kind of turned to her. I smiled. And I said, "We can watch any movie, any ever now." I was like, "Cause I've got all my download sites." So she was like, "Download, don't worry, darling." And I was oh, like, "What's that?" That was that new kind of '50s housewife weird period piece with Harry Styles. And Florida's pew. He's in a movie he's in a movie yeah, Harry Styles he, does movies now he's Star Fox in the fucking
3: MCU dude like <laughs> okay yeah, alright so for yeah, him he's, a, he's, in, he's gonna be in a new movie about a, a gay fellow. yeah <laughs> he was in the Eternals
2: yeah okay but uh,
3: yeah that's a weird movie it, uh, what Eternals no I'm talking about Hello, darling. Oh, don't worry, darling. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, Hello, darling. my darling. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, darling. It's Harry Styles singing it. <laughs> He's singing "Conway
1: Twitty's Hello, Darling." Yeah. <laughs> but no, don't worry, darling. It's a weird movie. Like I can see why people aren't loving on it. And the thing is, it's like I was expecting like a totally biased, glowing reveal, because Rachel loves Harry Styles, like the music and everything. Right. This so like got
2: that one song. It's okay, but yeah.
1: So it's like I was expecting like this glow review. Oh, it's because there's like so many like simulated sex scenes with him and to and I'm just sitting here like mentally rolling my eyes going like oh god I know this is fucking good she's going to give this rave fucking reviews oh Harry do- goes down on a girl that's that. That's okay 10 out of 10 movie now that kind of thing hey,
3: he wouldn't what, be in the Sopranos
1: multi, <laughs> mul- multiple times throughout the movie she would just keeps turning to me she goes do you understand this at all and I'm like no and, like, by, <laughs> and by the end of it she's like who was the director of this movie and uh, she looked it up and she's like yeah she doesn't need to do another movie again <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, pretty bad. Olivia, Olivia Wilde yeah really yeah she, really? Was, like, she, yeah, she she's was like Olivia Wilde does not need to make another the movie the controversy
3: about this movie was Olivia, Olivia Wilde did a press junket with these with these motherfuckers the people in the movie yeah and she was basically like it might be good <laughs> yeah like, she okay just, she just gave up on it like halfway through production was this yeah. like
2: her first like movie no like, the studio like gave her a bunch it was no, like here make
3: a movie no she's done other stuff but like I, she would have went from acting to directing. Right. And it's just like you could have just stayed a lesbian in
2: movies. Or like like, <laughs> like the hot doctor on house. Yeah. Who was a lesbian. <laughs> That's true.
1: Yeah. I forgot but, uh, about
3: that. But uh yeah, so it, it I, I actually ended up watching it. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, last night, and
2: I'm just like, this sucks.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, so I, I have a feeling Capra
3: has no mm-hmm. interest in seeing it. It's like it. a Twilight Zone episode. It's a very long Twilight Zone okay. episode. It
1: yeah.
2: sounds interesting,
3: but...
1: So, spoilers for anyone interested in this. Uh, fast forward just a little bit, because after this, we'll dig into what we've been listening to, and we'll I'll leave a timestamp for that. But no, so this is the reason why the movie in my opinion kind of faltered and i'm drawing this part out just in case anyone does want to hit that fast forward button but earlier on in the movie and you see this in the trailer as well the first moment of shit's not right were the eggs yeah is it just me or did she just not react to that she's in it she's all right so the whole
3: from what i got from watching the movie i probably need to watch it again is they're in a bubble they're in something that's not real. Everything's facilitated.
1: Well, yeah, it's all the look, it's but, all the simulation yeah, thing. Yeah,
3: and 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 I think she didn't react to it because she's being prevented from
1: reacting to it. And that's what's making people go nuts. Oh, and so, okay. so so it's like, that was it, the it, thing it, that bugged me because like, she's like making this recipe, and like she grabs one of the eggs and like goes to crack it, and it's like completely empty. It's like just a shell of an egg, and like all the eggs are fake, and it's like it's the first moment where you kind of realize, oh shit, something's not right in this universe. And she's like looking at it all confused confused and shit but then it like just clips to the next scene and they're just like eating and she never brings it up Hmm. alright and there's multiple times in the movie in which that happens It it, the movie has so much potential it does that was my problem
3: with it being like a sci-fi thriller yes but like the way they do it especially like there's a scene with a dinner party and like no one's reacting to this girl just losing her shit. She's having a meltdown.
1: Yeah, like all the weird shit is like really piling up on yeah. Florence. And Piero's she has, character. She, has, she has
3: basically a, a full on panic attack at a fucking dinner table, and it's just, like everybody's like just looking at her because like what's wrong with you? But not even that. It's just like they're they're ignoring it almost but yeah. not but not willingly ignoring it like
1: they're it. looking at her they're, but not,
3: they're just they're not phased by it they're, they're
1: looking at her like you're looking at Cal, or you're looking at Chris explaining the plot
3: yeah so like they're just listening to her talk and they show no emotion there's no empathy or even apathy really like there's no positive or negative it is a, just a dull line of them doing like this mannequin look, and that's what gave it the Twilight Zone feel. Right, is it's like, oh fuck, I'm in i I'm in a reality full of puppets. Yeah, <laughs> and it it it, it 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 does create like this weird like claustrophobic feel in it because you're because you basically seeing everything from her perspective, and there's just so much that more they could have done. There and was plus with all the other stuff coming out right now, mm-hmm. like horror wise,
2: like um, what's the one I want to watch? So
3: Barbarian on HBO looks fantastic. Like, uh, that's like coming out.
2: Barbarian, what's that?
3: Uh, it's basically, uh, you know how like your parents told you not to get in a fucking car with strangers to go to a stranger's house? Yeah. Maybe Airbnb was a mistake. I watched, <laughs> I watched something that was similar to that uh, last yeah. night. Blue yeah. Velvet. Blue Velvet. Wanna, yeah. What a fucking up movie, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> a, you want to talk about horror. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis Hopper just casually telling a stripper, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> just like don't one, fucking look at and me. Like, and like The breakaway in the movie is just like this guy singing. Yeah, For like three minutes. Well, and just, <laughs> you know what the
2: more of that story is? Mind your fucking business.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mind your fucking business. That, that would actually probably work for... Uh, don't worry, darling. Mind mm-hmm. your fucking business. Yeah, fuck basically.
1: <laughs> I don't care about your fake eggs. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I just find the whole rap... Again, this is the big spoilery part, Cap. Uh, yeah. But it's like, at the very end, you find out the reason why everyone's acting like that is because in real life, Harry Styles and the other actress... Live a very poor life. The hairy character lost his job. She picks up extra hours at work. And then he finds like this incel fucking Reddit group uh, led by like some f- motivational guy that's played by. Oh, fuck. I'll have to look it up. So the, the, the other guy that's in the movie, he's kind of like the main podcasting um, self empowerment guy, Pine? Chris Pine. Yeah, the Chris Pine okay. character plays like the self empowerment Reddit fucking troll guy. So it's the like, new Riddler, kind of. <laughs> yeah, but through that they he starts up this uh, virtual reality program, mm. and the Harry Styles character essentially uh, drugged the girlfriend, got her put under ties her to the bed and then does this fucking clockwork orange shit where he fucking pries her eyes open and now she's like in this uh simulation connected neurally to all these other different people and the 1950s thing you see in all the trailers is the hearth simulation Okay, that's weird. So So then he can also go into the simulation and live out this perfect life with her. Because the life they live is below poverty and everything else. So it's the Matrix. Yes. That's so... Okay, yeah. You know what? All the actors did
3: did the best they could do. Yes,
1: I will give it to that. The
3: only problem I had that took me out of it immediately, and I'm not even talking about the sci-fi bullshit, was Nick Kroll. Really? Nick Kroll's in
2: this fucking movie? (laughs) That! (laughs) That would have taken me out too.
3: I saw him, he was like, is this a prank? Yeah, is this whole movie just like one of his like sketch comedy? And like, is John Milady
1: gonna be like showing up with a gun, and be like, "It's
0: all fucking fake, motherfucker."
3: Yeah. Tap, tap, tap,
1: tap, tap, tap. Honestly, my favorite part of the movie was seeing incel Harry Styles. That was kind of funny. They like gave him like that fucking lives in mom's basement beard and the glasses and the long stringy hair and all that shit and like the the guy that and like kind of hunched over and all that shit, like the guy that sits at the computer way too fucking long and has no social life, kind of. <laughs> That's always fun when you make the pretty dude look ugly. <laughs> well, that's that's, that's <laughs> the reason I say like it was kind of funny seeing him being like, okay, he agreed to this. That's right. actually kind of interesting and funny to look at. So. so how do you
2: how do you take Matthew McConaughey and just make him look like a messed out fucking crazy person in yeah! truth? True Detective? <laughs> exactly. So it was kind
1: it kind of harkened back to that. So just seeing Incel, you know, you know, manpower Harry Styles was kind of funny, <laughs> interesting.
3: <laughs> a true Detective. All I could think of was just two. Two
1: fucking broken cops fighting elder gods in fucking Georgia. <laughs> I love that.
2: I love that first season still
1: so Dude, much. It's so fucking rough. And, and honestly, yeah. I see a lot of people talking shit about his acting. I don't give two shits about his music. He's whatever looks wise. Fine. Like it, well, that's family. what I was gonna say. He very much needs to play that kind of character, though. Mm. I feel like that's the limit of his acting, that suave James Dean well, kind of bad an, boy character. He'll be, in a,
3: he'll be in a new movie. It's, uh, it's based on a true story about a uh, policeman. Um, it's kind of like he just living two lives, but, but it's set in like the backdrop of like the 40s and 50s. So he'll be here. Again,
1: be. yeah, he works nice with the period pieces if, if he plays like that yeah. kind of suave James Dean character. But I feel like if he tried to do anything extra outside of that, because the one moment he had, uh, to, to quote Hollywood Babylon, some exquisite acting, was uh, the moment. Oh, yeah, there's this whole subplot, too, of like uh, the girl in the movie trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And every time she gets close, she gets Quote, brainwashed and forgets Mm. everything. And through that, it's exemplified by like people in red jumpsuits, like grabbing them, taking them away, but then they show up the next day and they're totally fine type shit. So. She's like ta-
3: a Stepford wife. Okay. Right. Yeah.
1: So she's already talked to the hairy character and was just like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And he agrees. They're in the car waiting. He won't start up the car. And he just starts apologizing as like the red jumpsuit people convene on the car, rip her out of the car. And as by the time she gets ripped out of the car and his drives away, he just starts screaming and slapping the fucking steering wheel as like a feeling remorse for like turning in his wife to the authorities. You don't know it's a simulation yet, but it's like- right. you Right. You you see him just feeling remorse, return her into the uh, to the organization, but just it's the agents, it's, it's it the matrix like, but it's, again. But it's like there was no nuance to it; it was just here. like, okay, I'm angry. Fuck! But, it's, and
3: just, but it seems like that'd be better right on like a second watch through because you know what's going to happen and, you yeah. know, and what he's doing is he's fucking mad because he's like I gotta reset the game again yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's so that's, but you, like if you don't know book, that it, it just looks like oh oh he's a fucking idiot like, yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah I think that was the only bit of his acting that I kind of watched in like both Rachel and I kind of were watching it we were like mm-hmm. you, know think, <laughs> you, know, you know what this movie went great with Nick Cage,
3: oh yes, my God. oh my God, <laughs> no, Nick Cage Nick, losing his shade, losing if, his shit is fucking hilarious. If yeah, yes, Nick
1: Cage was the cult leader, yeah, if he was, that would have been good. If, if Nicholas Cage was the Chris Pine character, that would have been a great A movie. I heard he's gonna be playing. He's gonna be,
3: he'll be playing Dracula. I've heard that for years too. Yeah, though. Like those set photos of him dressed as Dracula with like a red nice corduroy jacket. It's fucking weird. I mean, i would watched it. Will it be as horny as the
2: Gary Oldman Dracula? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
3: know, everybody was fucking in that movie. Too. Yeah they Two were got married <laughs> yep. yeah
2: that is true Keanu and Winona <laughs> yeah
3: and I would like I would like a, I would like a movie like Dracula but set like Heathers where everybody's just slapstick bullshit in the background it's <laughs> like hey what's going on back here I ah, fuck if I know and just, like, it's, like, and it's just like you're basically seeing a murder in the background or some girl getting banned or <laughs> or, or just Slater like, sets get, up, or getting honked by a fucking werewolf <laughs> yeah or Christian Slater just shows up starts putting bombs everywhere in the background yeah this cartoon fucking black black soot on her face. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tom Waits just eating worms, like, yep. for real, too.
1: <laughs> but no,
2: Got uh, Spiders for fingers. <laughs>
1: as a little wrap-up here, don't forget, guys, that we do have uh, shows coming up. By the time this episode comes out, one week from now, on the 12th, we're going to be playing The Milestone with Rosser, Ill Intentions, and The Eclipses. And it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be at The Milestone, the first local show back. Yep. So, that's going to be very entertaining. Cap, do you have any sort of shows you need to push and plug? See,
2: this is coming out when it's dropping. Uh, I will be playing at Jack Beagle's with Electric Dynamite, just some rock and roll covers and nice. stuff like that, but it's fun. You've seen us. Hopefully, I won't be as sloppy this time.
1: Uh, you were fine. You just got to keep your guitar in tune.
2: <laughs> just like, I got to get the nut on that replaced. That's the main thing. Get your nut Got to get that nut replaced. <laughs> and then I'm uh, doing a set with Michael Tracy in uh, Morrisville Makai is the following night. We're gonna try On to what do night? Uh, that Saturday, which is uh, what day of the what day is you it? You have a calendar phone? <laughs> ah, make, dead air, dead I'm, air, I'm, dead I'm, air. Don't worry uh, about dead air. I just want you to get your dates right. All right. So uh, it'll be like the November 4th is Electric Dynamite. Uh, Saturday, November 5th is Michael Tracy and Micaiah's with members of Electric Dynamite, actually, like Copps, the, uh, the bass player. And Gary from Revelry Soul
1: was playing drums on that, too. So With the hardest to pronounce band name ever, at I least know, for Revelry me. Soul. Revelry Soul. It, it was, was the best of showers. It was the worst of showers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep. yeah, yeah and then the
1: following week, I'm sure we'll pump it one more time if we get another episode out but the twelfth at the milestone catch us in the brand new lineup, oh my God oh my God Man, I, oh I, my I God saw, I saw them in Atlanta
2: they were all right. So. <laughs> And then Self-Made Monsters have a new track that came out uh, recently, too, called Creature. You can check that out on all streaming services. I don't play on it. And at the
1: end of this episode. Yes,
2: there you go. I don't play on it, but I'm in the band, so I might
1: as well plug it. That's right. And speaking of that, we might as well dig on into those Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son?
0: I don't think you like it.
1: Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this?
0: I bought it at the mall.
2: What
1: that person on your tape has is a medical disorder.
2: So there's been a new uh, uh, version of Revolver by the Beatles that just came out at the time of this uh, recording, too. Um, I'm not sure who was in charge of it, but yeah, no, yeah, for real. No, they've done, it's, I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. They've gotten, uh, they've got rehearsal footage, they've got mono mixes, but the big thing is that they did a proper, uh, stereo mix with, uh, the main tracks, uh, this go around because on the original, uh, versions you have like, uh, it's the early days of stereo mixing where like say on, she said, she said, you've got the drums on the left side of the, uh. Uh, headphones if you're listening to flat eq headphones and this time they got everything centered the guitars sound bigger and i can't tell if they did the thing where they put in the drum samples but everything's super crisp now with did the drums make, too did they turn up paul mccartney like they usually do his bass is pretty <laughs> fucking present in uh, yeah. tomorrow never knows yeah, which that's is the only thing i have a problem with him when they do remasters is paul Aww, mccartney yeah, paul mccartney's nice. parts just always go up that's still with the coolest track too because it's like this is like the era where like uh you know they experimented a little bit with rubber soul um with like weird studio shit but this was the first album where they just fucking went for it mm-hmm. and then they just kind of continued to do so but revolver was always that album when i was a teen that was the, the beatles album i listened to regularly when i was a teenager and mm-hmm. expand further until like years later but revolver had like you know see when i, when I was growing about we i didn't listen to the beatles much whatever's on the fox Right. They didn't play Beatles on the Fox they, or yeah, anything they, like that. They, yeah, they fucking did. Well, they would play like Come Together and shit like nah, that, they,
3: right? No, nah, they would play some uh, other ones. Uh, was it, I'm, Come, I'm assuming, Come
2: Together was a big one. I'm assuming the Fox is just like every other classic rock station yeah, like, across, classic across the rock country, state, but too. They would,
3: they, would, they would play some of the other ones. Some of the ones with the more heavier, like or, the, the one with the heavy orchestra in the oh, background. Uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember. I'll tell you the song later. But and, yeah, they, they, they
2: would play them a lot because I would hate hearing them. Right. Because I grew up on ACDC and Leonard Skinner. So that was that's why the Beatles was kind of like a hard like uh, transition for me too because I was listening to AC/DC and Skinner too. But my mom and dad's Beatles were like Hard Days Night mm-hmm. and like uh, you know more of the garage kind of stuff. But which I grew into later on. But like Paperback Writer and uh, Taxman and uh, Andrew Birkin can still has some of like the sickest guitar tones. In the Beatles yeah. catalog, so that's what I've been listening to, and I'm going to dig a little further on the, uh, you know, some of the mono mixes and the studio outtakes. Because anytime yeah. they put out anything like this, it's always interesting, especially if you're a studio nerd or yeah. like an audio nerd. Those are just kind of fun to listen to, especially had, with the Beatles. That was a problem
3: I had because when I was working at the first restaurant we worked at, they played the Beatles constantly. Yeah, and like it would be on like a karaoke set, uh, like a system I and like a system. And so I'd hear it in the kitchen, and I'm just like, if I hear this goddamn album one more fucking time. I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> because it was so fucking loud it would outplay the stereo in the kitchen. Ugh. Yeah. So well, Chris, that,
1: what the hell have you been listening to?
3: Black Sabbath volume four. Fuck oh, shit. yes. <laughs> I had that ready to rock, man. Because, uh, uh well, because I heard Snowblind in that bar, I'm just yeah. like, fuck, that's a good song. I right? Forgot. But like when you're you know, when you're you know, having a drink with your buddy playing pool and shit, and you have that nice bar feel. Mm hmm. That's so nice. That was That's my, so
2: good. That was my thing. I used Thanks, to, COVID, for knocking that shit away. That was my. <laughs> that was my first uh, Black Sabbath album, Volume Four. Mine was Black Sabbath. Mine was the the self titled album. Hell yeah, we had uh, that was like the the life changer. No, no,
3: it was Masters of
2: Reality. That was the first. That's one. a great fucking album. They were playing that at fucking a lot of that uh, shit's like
3: greatest hits. Like it's just, I know
2: it. You can you can't go wrong. Now well that's
3: the is that the one that came after their first one? Where they uh, they did, the, they did two
2: albums in one year. See, first album, self titled, Paranoid, and then Master of Reality, and then Volume Four, Paranoid, and then of course Paranoid had War Pigs, Iron Man, and all that. Okay, Master yep. of Reality is still like my favorite though. The first uh, Black Sabbath song I ever heard, really, other
3: than you know the ones like "Paranoid" that play on the radio, yeah. was uh, in middle school. The band played Iron Man, right? Yeah, and the girl was just hitting those fucking drums. She was tight, and she was only like probably thirteen. And right, was hitting Damn. those fucking drums perfectly. And but uh, here's "Snowblind" because it's about cocaine. But like <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good song. And then the, oh, another thing that were playing was "Blue Usher Cult." All their I heard a "Veteran of a Thousand Psychic Wars." Oh, it's such and a I'm good just, fucking like, song. What a weird song I have. I've heard. I haven't heard in a restaurant or bar. Right.
1: I'm just like, I would
2: play that in the kitchen. They were playing a lot of Master of Reality (laughs) tracks in the fucking bar, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: no, it's, it's... And I put some Tom Petty on my playlist, just in oh, case.
1: See, see, thank you. Thank you, Chris. A refugee, <laughs> and that was about it. Uh, well, because uh, we Well, were, the playlist, because uh, you, you had played the playlist on the way down. Yeah. And, and we hit, like, three or four Tom Petty tracks. And I turned to you, I was just like, you know, I don't think I've ever heard Tom Petty in this car before, Chris. I'm a little disappointed in you. And then I smacked
3: him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
1: what did you say? No, sir. I saw sir.
3: You <laughs> had nine long knobs. That should be enough. <laughs> but no, I put, I put... But you had... Uh, was it American Girl... Came on, yeah, and every time I hear yeah. that fucking song, all I can think of is Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> he's like, can, you, can you help me put this couch in my car? Yep, and I'm just like, don't help crippled men, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they'll put you in a hole. <laughs> and what, I, what I've been listening to, because if you're listening to this on debut day, which is November 4th, it's when this podcast comes out that exact same day. Cap and I will be making our debut oh, on YouTube in the music video for Girls of the East Side of Town from Tuck Smith, and his whole record, A Ballad of a Misfit Youth, is out today. I get my ass stomped on. Yeah, I get my ass yanked. <laughs> yeah, that
2: was wild. Like You got like, you tug, you landed fucking hard. I yeah. hope that made the cut. Oh, I hope it did it was that fucking I'm sure it, shot. I'm
1: sure it did uh, he sent me a little sample and well we only did the shot once right so it, it's either there or it's not <laughs> I thought they did
2: like two others where it wasn't where it was kind of like a, an easier tug. no or we did like a that. practice run okay. we'll, we'll
1: do a whole episode on that after the fact I, I forgot that it was gonna be coming out by the time this episode came out I thought we'd talk about it next one but yeah we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more next episode but yeah cap and I went down to Atlanta filmed with tuck uh, we were fuck boy number two and fuck boy number three <laughs> Three, <laughs> so that was yeah. pretty fun, uh, but yeah. Either way, uh, I, I've been listening to that whole ass record, "Ballad of the Misspent Youth," now available on Spotify, iTunes, all that shit. Look, I'm part of his media company. I have to do the whole plug. Shill, <laughs> yeah, I'm just shilling. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's a great record. And Chris has been bugging me for months, going like, "When's what, what that girl?" It's for a these? good song. Okay, it's like, <laughs> I, it's like, my favorite. It's one? one of the
3: few songs I heard live that I like. because I don't like live music much and I'm just like it's such it's it's Thin Lizzy Thin lazy catchy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. And I'm just like, just put it out. What the fuck's taking you so long? Dragging <laughs> well, your fingers. Well, now it's out, Chris, and you can listen to it whenever
1: you want. And when you watch the
3: video, get, you'll I'll, see I'll, us too. Knuck, I'll tell you what, I'll knock off it. this Tom Petty song off my playlist. And make room for that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Refugee, my ass. <laughs>
2: That's my least favorite Tom Petty hit. Honestly really? enough, yeah. I like it. It's it's funny. It's a good song, but it's like not one I revisit a lot. No, it's no snowblind. No, snow blind.
1: no and honestly, it's definitely not. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite track. Um on this record uh, folks will have heard it a few times if you've caught them live over the last year but uh Shadow on the Street that is absolutely my favorite from this record that's got great vocal great guitar solos everything so definitely check it out I think it's a pretty damn good fun rock and roll record.
2: I feel like I've heard this album like over and over just all year. I feel like I've been to like
1: all just about all of his shows yeah. <laughs> this year. There, there's definitely a few on there that uh, he hadn't played live yet. Yeah, like, uh, one of the singles that was released uh, recently was the uh, Everyone Loves <laughs> You When you. You're Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a sad song. Yeah. yeah with, but the music video was very well done. With uh, Eric from uh, Star as the Elvis yes. impersonator character. And uh, Ain't For The Faint It's a song they've played live yet along with Say Goodbye which uh, on the day we're recording this he finally posted a sample of that on his Instagram Say along goodbye. with Sub- Love Sick City and Forgive and Won't Forget. So he's only played uh, maybe three songs from the new record okay, live. So well, there's, there's a bunch of new stuff on here. So check it out guys along with the episode description. Check out our Discord, we have fun in there, and more folks have been joining in, which is nice. Every time I mention it and really give it a push, more people join. So, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, (laughs) let's keep it up. Let's keep it up, Chris. As always, thanks for joining us on this episode. You got a lot more podcasting to do the rest of the day. We got
3: a history podcast, we got a conspiracy. We don't have the history
1: podcast out yet.
3: I know, but we're having it. it. (laughs) We'll be talking about all kinds of shit. We have one episode about pirates. What about the Blair, uh, the fucking witches being burned alive? Maybe. What about the Holocaust? If you want to be serious, but like, <laughs> it's not going to be funny. It's gonna be uh-huh. serious,
1: okay? He goes like, "Don't laugh." Then you can't have Mikey a part of it. <laughs> oh no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no! I want him
3: here for the Dare episode. <laughs> oh god, when we talk about the conspiracy of Dare and why kids use more drugs, I can't wait to hear that. I got a whole—I I, I got into a deep dive about Crayola and,
2: and how they destroyed rose art. It's fucking hilarious.
1: And all that. Do, you have,
2: do you have a fucking outro for us? Just R.I.P. Killer, R.I.P. Sun Studios. R.I.P. 50s rock. Yeah, R.I.P.'s Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis. That was what the killer was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash something good network.